Nerds International proudly presents. <coughs> <coughs> Sorry, <coughs> let's do that first. Right. <clears throat> Coming at you live from Caesar's Palace in Vegas, it's me, Nick Lambslice. Me, James Pumpkin. And me, Harrison Hunt, a.k.a. your host for the evening. And collectively, we are the Tabletop Twats. It's beginning to look a lot like fishmen everywhere I go. From the minute I got to town and started to look around, I thought these ill-bred people's gill slits showed. I'm beginning to hear a lot of fishmen right outside. That's right, ladies and gentlemen, and this bed of royalty-free music you can hear is because it's Christmas. Oh, yeah. oh God, what a festive feeling it is today. <laughs> oh, 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 oh. <laughs> and in case you couldn't tell, this is an RPG show all about tabletop RPGs. And as a result, we've got a bloody good show for you today, ladies and gentlemen. We've got what you've been slaying. We've got all the other features, which are the main subject, which is going to be the 3T RPG Awards 2018. Yes, it's back. Woo! Woo! (laughs) (laughs) Ric Flair over there. We've got the Electro Letters, where we're going to talk about your best and worst gaming memories of this year. And of course, before all of that, we're going to get into some feedback for previous episodes. But... Before we do all of that, ladies and gentlemen, it's Christmas, so we're going to exchange some gifts live on air. Oh, yes. Technically not live. Technically not live. We are going to exchange gifts. No, it's recorded live. Recorded live. Yeah, that's true. You know. Well, yeah, we are in the same room. That's true. This isn't rehearsed, (laughs) despite how polished it seems. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. It's not rehearsed. Seamless. Seamless. production is. I know. I know. Uh, Nah. um, Some people have said that the lines and the jokes we come out on here, like it's equivalent to sort of like the odd couple and such great comedies, (laughs) but um, actually, no. No, Um, it's not. So so gift-wise, who wants to go first? Because I'm going to go last. I'll go first. Oh! Oh, Look at these little boxes. So Nick has has given us like these... He's given us a little box. A little box. It's it's got glitter on the top. Can I open it now? You can open it now. I've opened it up. There's tissue paper inside. Oh, my God. I've got the same. I've got tissue paper. Oh, yes. So inside. Nick, what what (laughs) dice would you call these? He's given us some dice. Well, these dice, believe it or not, as normal as they look, are actually also glow-in-the-dark dice. Oh, wow. Yeah, so glow-in-the-dark yeah, yeah, yeah. really well. Uh, apparently. I haven't tried them out yet. Uh, but yeah, you might need to charge them. But they're, I um, think we need to charge these. You, you can, if you, if you want to swap colours, you can. So That's these it. are like half and half green and black lovely dice. Good weight to them. Good weight to them. These are lovely, Nick. Thank oh, you so much. Are, You're welcome. Mine are half and half uh, blue and black. Yeah, and when they glow, I think all the blue glows on yours and it almost looks like a mist going through. Right. And the same with yours. All the green parts will glow up and I'll it looks like... I've charged it slightly. Yeah. I'll look in the box. I can't see... I, I can't see anything. Right, it needs to be charged. But they are, <laughs> I've been assured they glow in the dark dice. <laughs> uh, let's hope you haven't been scammed. But also, we've got some lint chocolate yes, balls. Yes, have some yeah, chocolate boy. balls. Have some chocolate Christmas Thank chocolate balls. Thank you so balls. much, Nick. I appreciate that. And welcome. Wonderful gift. Obviously, that means me next, so I'll go Yay. get them. Oh. All right, so James has now given us a uh, bag which has pictures of reindeer on them. Yes. And uh, inside. Inside the a bag. Box. I'm opening it now. The box. I can't, <laughs> can't tell from the box. This oh is heavy. <laughs> Wicked. <laughs> I have got a Lego bound book. <laughs> That's so cool. Oh my God. Is it Lego bound? It's Lego bound. It's lovely. Well, you've got. Whoa. Whoa. Oh, you, Whoa. Look at this. 
I've got an amazing metal chest. That is really cool. With an with a f- kind of felt inside. Ooh. This is this is incredible. Put yeah, thy new dice inside. I'm going to put thy new dice inside that right the fuck now. There we go. Look at that. <laughs> I, just, I just poured them in. Look at that. Look at that. I, I feel like um, feel like a king. That's right. We'll take some pictures. Yeah, and, and we we'll will post, post them, them with the thing as well. So thank you very much, thank guys. Thank you very much. Uh, Amazing as gifts. Um, uh, you guys can open these oh, simultaneously. Oh, oh, oh. These Look are wrapped, wrapping. wrapped in blue. Look at this wrapping. Is this um, you? Did you wrap this? Uh, fuck no. no. I got my wife to wrap it. Hey, the wife did it. The wife. Oh, yeah. Is it what I think it is? Yes, what it, it is. is. Excellent. So, basically, yeah, for Christmas this year, I got I pretty much got everyone in my gaming group the same thing. I got them all Lamentations of the Flame Princess. Reason being is because... I want to run this soon, and it's obviously much, much better if everyone at the table has the same book, and uh, my wife was like, oh, you can't give everyone the same thing, and I'm like, no, it's good if everyone at the table has the same book, because then we can all reference it, if yeah. you're a spellcaster, you've got mm-hmm. all your spells in front of you, and, and it's, it's small, and it's a small book as well, it's a fucking awesome book, Lamentations of the Flame Princess, and I knew you guys would appreciate it, so, That's really cool, man. yeah, there you go, I love it, thank, thank you. you so much, yes, look at the art, oh my god, yeah. seen a set of boobs already, yeah, oh, there's boobs in it, there's mate. Boobs there's galore. boobs galore. <laughs> and boobs. you know... Wait a second, caveat. It's tasteful, though. It, tasteful boobs. It's tasteful what boobs. What boobs ain't tasteful? Well, this ain't hentai, is it? Bad boobs, Nick. <laughs> Bad boobs. <laughs> this yeah. is brilliant. Thank you very much. I'm, I've, I've heard a lot about this. Oh, yeah. James and I are, are in love with this yes. game. So, yeah. um, anyway, with that, enough of that gooey show of emotion. <laughs> Let's get on to some feedback. Yes. The feedback side. The feedback side. Alright, so feedback. Dan Cook starts off actually talking about our love for Lamentations of the Flame Princess, which we mentioned on our last episode. And he says, so awesome to hear love for Lamentations. I've only played it once, but it's so often written off as obscene by players and not given credit for being a good dark fantasy. Yeah. And you're absolutely right. Thing about this is, is that um, some of the adventures and some of the content of Lamentations it is obscene, right? Mm-hmm. But it's uh, it's good obscene. It's not. Um, it's just adult role playing, and it's not obscene for the sake of it. We're not talking about Justin Soroy's beneath here. We're yeah. talking. This is this is uh, content for adults. It's eighteen plus. It's shocking, but it's, it's, got, it's, it's got the warning on the front. Yeah, and you don't go to a horror film and and expect roses and sunshine. Exactly. Do you know what I mean? And that's lamentations for you. So um, yeah, it's. It, I love it. I absolutely love it. And uh, next up, next feedback comes in from. Daniel Irwin, who's talking about the Grammar World game that we're, uh, you two played. And he says, who the fuck shows people pictures of an anus? Oh, wait. Sure it wasn't Byron Hall running the game. <laughs> that is a very, oh very good... Uh, sadly, sadly, it wasn't. Uh, I'd, like to, I'd like to play a game with Byron Hall. So would I. Writer of Fatal. Just, uh, just ask him a few questions. It's like, who the fuck do you think you, <laughs> you are, man? I'd like to play a game of Russian roulette, but then put all the bullets in the gun and give it to him first. <laughs> What, not tell him? <laughs> oh, it's definitely one in there. Oh, definitely, just, definitely one. Oh, unlucky. Don't, yeah, don't, don't, don't check it, mate. Don't check it. It'll be all right. Just take my word for it. There's definitely one bullet exactly. in there. Next up. Uh, we've got Sid Andrews. He's talking about Ravenlord. Ooh. And said, I started listening to this one day at lunch. Why is it so damn good? I asked myself that question you think, every Is time. it definitely written in a way where he would be shouting? Yeah, it's uh, all caps. All caps. All caps. He went mad caps. And then, he, and then he goes on and says, Seriously, your production value of the actual plays is foot and tops. Foot and tops. 
He does mean he means fucking tops. By yeah, the way. but I'll just read and there's a re- red. Oh, footin red, 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 red. It's like footin tops, mate. Footin tops. It's footin tops. Right? He's from he's from Bristol. Yeah, he is from Bristol. <laughs> uh, Sid, thank you very much. We 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 glad that you. We're very glad that you enjoyed it. Uh, we, uh, well, Harrison puts a lot of hard work into putting it together, so it's nice to see that it's appreciated. Yeah, cheers, mate. I appreciate that very mm. much. And with that, let's get on to what we've been playing Ooh. in What You Slaying. What You Slaying. Oi! Yeah? What You Slaying? All right, so first up, um, we last week had our kind of uh, Christmas party for our gaming group, Ooh. and uh, we started off by playing Whacked in the Wicket. Oh, Ooh. yes. Now, what is Whacked in the Wicket, Nicket? Oh, no <laughs> idea, mate. Um... So, Whacked in the Wicket. Were you allowed to talk about this? Yeah, we can talk about it. Sweet. Uh, So, yes, well, Whacked in the Wicket is a very exciting uh, opportunity that myself was given uh, by Harrison and Just Insert Imagination um, to write a sequel to the uh, infamous Punted in the Bonts. Um, So, yeah, we got to work and we put it together and... um, we got to a point where it's pretty much done, and we were uh, happy to play it, run it for our mates as a dual GM situation. So this is an adventure where you play as posh uh, people from Chelsea, which is a posh area in yeah. London, and you have to do an art heist. Yeah. Um, to nick in a painting from a national gallery, mm-hmm. the national gallery, I should say. <laughs> and uh, yeah, we we decided because Nick and I co-wrote it together, and it's being published soon by uh, Just Insert Imagination. Um, we decided to dual GM it. And yeah. both of us stood behind the screen. Both of us did voices for the NPCs. We came up with a way um, kind of like to communicate uh, without speaking to each other. Yeah. We had a little sheet that we mm-hmm. pointed to with different things written on it, such as ramp up the stupid, be deadly, uh, move them along, <laughs> move things them like along. this. Yep. <clears throat> and, Take um, the lead, stuff like this. Yep. Yeah, it was really funny. Like, um, just the, We don't want to spoil too much of the adventure, but just to give an mm. early example, there was a point where they were looking for a way into the gallery and uh, all of the guys put their heads together and they're like, should we um, perhaps ask ask some hoodlums? Some hoodlums, some local hoodlums might uh, help us. Yeah, and um, Nick and I started playing the hoodlums and we were like, yeah, blood, uh, we know a way in, innit? We get and, you in, innit? And uh, we, I wrote down quickly on a bit of paper behind the screen, um, they'll only give them the information if if uh, the posh guys give them 20, 20 quid. 20 quid, yeah. And then, and then so we're like, yeah, give us some cash blood. And me and Nick were just bouncing off each other, playing the NPCs. Mm-hmm. And it was really, really fun was uh, the fun. way it worked out. Especially the dual GMing thing really worked because the game flow is never interrupted. Not at all, no. Um, I was preparing stuff and then as soon as the battle went, you know, the preparation was already done and Nick was GMing yeah. and then we'd switch up and... It went. It went. It was, I think. I think the dual GM model um, does work. Uh, it was our first experience of it, and I was a little bit like, "Oh, is it going to work out?" And stuff. But I definitely think you both need to know the game you're running inside out, and you've got to have that kind of natural understanding of when someone's going to take the lead or, or do what we did and, and use a nice little cheat sheet behind the behind the screen. But it was cracking. It was. I loved it. I'll definitely do it again. Well, as a the play, uh, player of it, firstly, I was excited because you know, uh, <clears throat> well. It was it was amazing. We you know we heard about it uh, at our table, and then as soon as we got to play it, we were super excited. Nick and Harrison put on an amazing show with the with their dual GMing, and like Harrison said, nothing was interrupted. Mm-hmm. You know, each one, even you know, toilet trips. There's none, no game pausing at all. It just it was just bang, and it was just constant and consistent. And yeah, as both of them wrote it, you know, knowing the game inside out, it was perfect synergy. It was fucking flawless. Thank and you. It was, it was so excellent. And we were like so made up at the, when we finished it, we all like gave a round of applause. Oh, we were as Not well. Not only that, 
But these two motherfuckers dressed up like posh dicks. Oh, yeah, we had because, to. <laughs> so, and we popped out the buck fizz halfway through. Yeah, we yeah. had a little bo- bottle of um, cheap bubbly as well. And there was a bit during the game where they, they beat up a security guard. No, no, it wasn't a security guard. It was a bunch of dancers that had been allowed to use... <laughs> interpretive dancers. Yeah, yeah, interpretive dancers that had been allowed to use the theatre. Um, you can't interrupt art! Yeah, and they were like, you cannot fight art! And they'd been allowed to use the, the gallery light after hours, right? Ooh. They beat the fuck out of them and then rummage through their bags and I'm like you find a bottle of bubbly and then I burst it out yeah. from, bit, from, from beneath the table oh, it's all these guys um, uh, bubbly and we had bennies which are kind of like re-roll tokens in mm-hmm. Savage Worlds and all the bennies we bought some corks, corks off, of, yeah. uh, off of Amazon <laughs> yeah. and uh, used those as the bennies um, we had uh, a big map for the final encounter. Yeah, like, it, that was, was it was awesome. It was really fun. It was, really and I made fun. little minis of all the faces of the people. Oh they're, yeah, they're based on, yeah, kind of based on real world people like Richard Fulford, uh, David Cameron, uh, Charles Campion. Um, so, so they're all based on kind of semi based on real people. So yeah. we had all of their little faces on the mm-hmm. table. It was to give, funny, oh, man. It was so much fun. It was it was one of my favourite games ever. Oh uh, man, it was, it it was so, so much good. fun. And seeing these guys having to play poshos as well was oh, hilarious. Yeah, especially my brother playing. Uh, his name's Dicky D- 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 Dicky <laughs> in the game. And <laughs> yeah, the funny, yeah, because he can. He's so posh he can barely speak. That's one of his hindrances. <laughs> yeah, and and he, he was just like, my dad's my father. One of the highlights was him trying to he was trying to buy a bottle of whiskey from a shop but me and Nick were playing these two Indian shopkeepers yeah. that were just trying to coerce him into buying this this like cheap chocolate they bought like knock off chocolate well off out of date well yeah, out of date yeah. it was like you want chump yeah. you want to buy chump you want to buy chump and Sean was like I don't know I'd like you want to buy chump chump no, no, chump no, chump chump and, he, and then and then Sean's like yes I'll take the chump <laughs> he ends up spending his last 50p on a chump oh, instead so of the good. bottle of whiskey that he wanted yep. it's like how did you how did you planning to get whiskey with 50p anyway 50p in his pocket and I think he got it for 10p so he's like I have 40p later on didn't he he's trying to buy something else with 40p oh man it was so tragic it was so good though and yeah, yeah it was a great game it and, really was uh, on that same day mm. we ended up playing Daring Tales of the Space Lanes hosted by Peter as well yes oh yeah he was... really really fucked us over with this one no motherfucker it was a great game but what what ended up happening was and we'll keep, keep this one brief but mm. essentially you go to an ice planet you're supposed to blow up this old mining company Company, um, because this guy's been fucked over and the best line was when the guy was tell- giving us the mission he's like they ruined my life ruined my mind and then we started singing Papa Roach we're like ruined my, my life, life ruined my, my mind wish somebody would tell me I'm fine <laughs> and then so we go there we tried to blow up the mine turns out there's this big there's this big monster in there it's kind of like alien right yeah and uh, what happened was, is we were trying to get away. I kept on fucking rolling ones on my on my like scooter, which yeah. is like called a Scooty Puff Junior. Scooty it's like Puff this Junior. like space scooter thing. Kept on d- digging into the snow. The monster chases us. Two of us die. Um, like we realised we were severely underleveled to even fight the bloody monster. <laughs> yeah. So we ended up shooting ourselves in the head because oh, we, we yeah we committed suicide. Because one guy died. Then we realised with any less than three of us, like this thing had a toughness of eighteen. We didn't have weapons <laughs> even even close enough to even fight this thing. No. Nope. And so we so I shot myself in the head to try and sacrifice myself so it would eat me, <laughs> and then you would be able to get away because Nick was the captain, mm. right? And I just thought I'll sacrifice 
sacrifice myself so he, so she can get away so that at least then there'll be a happy ending. Then the monster just scoops me up in one and continues the chase. Yeah. Nick, I, Nick's like, was just like, all right, well, I'm fucked then. And then shoots himself <laughs> in the head as well. And then that was it. It was, like, it was just like, oh, man. Oh, it grim. was such a tragic yeah, ending. because We bombed the place. We did all right. <clears throat> um, one guy died in the process, but we did all right. And then we were just like, oh, I guess we're screwed then. <laughs> Thanks, Pete. Thanks, Pete. <laughs> Cheers, buddy. And the very last game we played on that day was Fallout, and it was Minefield, which was a absolute corker of a game. Um, we essentially, it was the Megaton Guard had heard about all of these people that had been kidnapped, was it? Yeah. Uh, they got kidnapped by these cultists who worship mines in That's a town, town called Minefield. Yeah. Mm. And we had to go and go and rescue them. Now, we had a megaton guard, but the leader of the guard was um, Gary Busey. And he's a absolute nutter. He does believe... Character, yeah. Yeah, he's, he's nuts. And he does believe in... Um, like good eventually but he just he's he's the epitome of chaotic good <laughs> yeah and um <laughs> the beauty bullet yeah, the, yeah so there was a technique i kept on using it, the the final battle was amazing oh my god yeah it was madness all it was was there was <clears throat> there was uh, us the town and on the other side was a sniper who was a crack shot yeah but between us and him was a minefield yep. and that was it oh, that was man. the battle mm-hmm and it was so atmospheric and so cool. It makes it terrifying because you're like you're being shot by this sniper, but then you've also got to be conscious of your movement because any move you make, could, you could blow up. So it was like these two kind of um, dangers going on at the same time. It made it really, really tense, didn't yeah, it? Yeah. So you either have to move slow yeah. and and carefully, or move fast and risk the damage. Mm-hmm. And because Busey's an absolute nutter and with no regards for his own personal safety, <laughs> yeah. I would look for mines, then jump on them to give me a boost. <laughs> and I, and Sean was like, you know, you could die instantly, and I'm. Like, yep. Busey, mate. Come on, yeah, that's Busey. <laughs> that's Busey so, and for what you. kept on happening is, so I did it twice, and he jumped on a mine. I took like almost the lowest amount of damage I could, but yeah. then used the blast from the mine to propel me forward. <laughs> and I would like take a little bit from the full damage, yeah. but I'd be like, yeah, so worth it. He's just and like, so what ended up happening was, it's like I bounced off the mine and then grabbed onto the window oh and smashed him God. in the face of my sledgehammer, yeah. and he was like, boing. <laughs> it was so good. Busey was just a nut. Yeah, oh, it was such a good. It was such a good session. It was a bit where we were fighting super mutants, mm-hmm. and oh, we yeah. were all hiding in a car while James, our only super mutant, got out. Do you remember James? Yeah. He tried to bargain with him, but he's a super mutant that has a tiny voice. Yeah, I played him like a like a <laughs> he had a really shit voice. So it was this hulking mess. And he's like, my brothers. I was like, I was like hello guys. Um, uh, how's it going? Yeah. And then we were like, like, "What are you doing here?" Yeah. And I was like, "I'm just out, my fellow brother scavenging." And we were all hid down in this car yeah. while, while he was bargaining. And when the bargaining went badly, <laughs> I just tried to pelt the car forward. But um, this, the front uh, just got smashed in. One yeah. of them just like punched into it like Hellboy from the I think first we killed movie. Him, though, didn't we? In the end? Oh yeah, we, we did. did we, we managed yeah, to kill them up. Yeah. Because um, uh, wasn't it? James just started like hurling grenades. That's like a it. Grenades. Yeah. Blew them, blew them to shit. He was yeah. like, Hang on, I've got three grenades one two three boom boom, boom. boom. <laughs> bye mutant yeah. soup it was really good yeah was mutant good. soup all over the place mm-hmm. so another thing i wanted to speak about was uh my dnd 5e game i've been playing it for like five weeks now uh it's not my game i've yeah, been playing i've been playing in a 5e game oh, so only thing is is that i've been hesitant to speak about it on this podcast because i didn't really want to give my feelings of it straight away and and kind of dismiss it because i haven't been necessarily that into it i've been enjoying like just playing an rpg do you know what i mean but haven't been really that into it and i'll try to keep this brief but i didn't want to just be like no it's shit straight away do you know yeah, what i mean yeah of course 
So I left the group. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and we want to know why, because he told, he teased us the other day on the, on the group thread saying, oh, yes, yeah, so I've left my 5e group. And everyone's like, why? <laughs> and he's like, I can't, like, tell, I can't tell you. I'll discuss it's it on like, the no, phone. Yeah, I just on. put, underneath it, I just put, soon. Soon, yeah. <laughs> and, I, and the anticipation has been killing me. What's, going, what's happened? What have so, you done? <laughs> look, some incidents occurred yeah, that say. were beyond my control. <laughs> I can neither confirm nor deny. <laughs> <laughs> no, well, well, basically, um, I just don't think the game's for me, right? Okay. So, you know, one of the things I like about fantasy role-playing games, right, is, mm. is when they encourage teamwork. And yeah. I don't think... See, that's part of the reason that, that I got a bit fed up with, um, with Pathfinder is that they empower every character um, and all of them are roughly the same, you know, and every character is like now a beefcake. Pathfinder's not as bad for that. Mm. It's not as bad, but eventually everyone reaches the same power level. And in 5e, man, as soon as you hit third level, it's like, hey, here's 5,000 abilities for every character. Wow. Every character's a beefcake. Turns into I, a computer game. I'm a bard. Yeah. And I'm the tank of the group, right? <laughs> yeah. I ain't even joking, With right? your battle sacks. Yeah, I've got, it's a tuba. But, um, yeah, so I've got a tuba and I'm, I'm the tank of the group, right? And, it's crazy because I, I, you, you can't die in that game. No. Unless everything gangs up on you. Also, the DM hates you. Also, they roll massive damage. You don't die. All it's, the moons align on one night. That's uh, the only time you can die. Yeah, yeah. So it must have been boring then. It, it was boring because there was never any risk. There, were, there was cool stuff happening constantly. The adventures that were happening were great. And the stuff that he ran us through, honestly, it was awesome. And his description was great. And the but DM he, was cracking, wasn't he? He was amazing. Yep. But you always knew at the back of your mind, there's no risk. I know right. I ain't going to die. And every character is just as powerful uh, as, as the last. Uh-huh. So point is this, there's no point in teamwork. Yep. There is absolutely no point in, in teaming up on anything. I got this one, guys. <laughs> you just walk off and take the monster on yeah. myself and <laughs> also guys I'll give it a go yeah, yeah I'll, I'll, I'll it, do it always seemed as well that we were being forced to get into fights because that's how you get XP and I'm fairly certain I, I remember somebody mentioning that there's alternate ways of doing XP in the game and of mm. course there is but it seemed like I'll give you an example. There was one time where we were going round a um, these river pirates, right? And I literally, as a bard, blagged my way past them, right? I just, I literally just was like, Arr? I went up and I went, Arr, yo, uh, I'd be looking for work down these parts. Uh, so I hear about this guy called Gur, who was their boss. And I was like, any chance of joining up? They looked at me like I was kind of a weirdo because I'm holding a tube and they're like, yeah, oh. yeah, just go down that way. I believe he has a ship docked over there. Yeah. Um, it, 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 there was way more to it than yeah. that, honestly, but it was kind of like that. And I was just like, I got us past. Everyone mm-hmm. else was hiding in the bushes. I got us past. And then uh, one of the other players at the table was just like, What? You mean, I want to see their blood, blood on a spike pike. Oh, killing. Blah, blah, blah. And I was just like, oh, for fuck. They're just going to start killing them, aren't they? So I just turned around as soon as they weren't looking and started attacking them. Because I was just like... <laughs> I know what's going to happen here. I know what's going to happen. <laughs> We're going to fight. I've got an advantage now. Fuck it. Let's just start fighting. That's a shame. Because you could have had fun there with like the older we could have just got, You know what I mean? Yeah, we could have just got past them. And the whole thing always just evolved into fighting. Haven't you got someone in... Well, there's someone at the group that just wanted to tear up as well. Constantly wanted yep, to tear up. Yeah, that's it. And he... <clears> uh, and his thing his big his character was literally just like I will never let anyone run from a fight and it was that was basically like most of the characters yeah. and it was it was like the whole thing was just 
it was a it was a hack and slash game. Yeah. And I ain't got a problem with that nah. because it actually was quite fun. But week in, week out? Week in, week out. And in, in addition to that, it was a lot of casual role players. So it wasn't he- role play heavy, which again, ain't that much of a problem. But most of them, like, it was a mix of young and old. Yeah. And the the young people consistently talked over the game Ooh, all the time. Yeah. And that ain't a problem with 5e, but let, back going back to what my problems with 5e are, every character has too many abilities, making it complicated for new players, which mm-hmm. I don't give a fuck what people say. That is a fact. Mm-hmm. Second of all, um, it's it is like just it's so easy. It's right. so 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 easy, and there is uh, it's also f- fucking expensive. Really, really fucking expensive. I wanted to buy the player's handbook. I was like, nope. How much? It was you can get it for about twenty five quid, but that's for, for half ham- the fucking book. Handbook. And if you want to run it, you also need the DM's guide and the monster manual as well, uh-huh. and probably a DM screen. So you're looking at hundred quid just to play the game easily. Yeah, yeah. And I also felt like um, it really, really lacks character as well. In an effort to make um, it appeal to everyone, uh, every type of person from every walk of life what they've done is um, the game kind of it lacks any real character it's like a game designed by committee you know it's yeah. a very corporate feel feeling game and I hate that the, the, my biggest draw to role playing is the role playing the character depth you know characters building up the party having this synergy this kind of joint bond and if you ain't got none of that then like you know how DCC has this really 70s feel and all the artwork is like proper 70s and yeah. it's got like like really sort of like powerful black women like like men wearing like big fucking trousers huge you know what I mean? boots and stuff yeah yeah, yeah, like, yeah yeah and it's got proper like uh, like metal type feel to it yeah. like like okay that ain't gonna appeal to everyone no right but my point about it is is that like that's really 70s mm-hmm. but it's got character of course whereas it is. D&D it looks like soulless if I typed in fantasy artwork on Google Images that's yeah. what D&D looks like right. and yeah, it's, it's, yeah. it's boring man generic it's, soulless and that is exactly what it feels like to play Wow, that's a shame. Okay. So yeah, that's that's the D and D five E, everybody. I will play. I will play it one day, but again, I think I might delay it. Anyway, enough about that. I'll enough tosh. about that. Yeah. So I messaged the DM and I just said, "Look, this ain't for me." When you run a new game, let me know. Fair play. Um, <laughs> and Savage Worlds Adventure Edition came out. <laughs> well, hey. that is bloody improved. Let me tell you that. I, pl- I played two sessions of it. Yeah. Um, lot of really great new additions to it, but we're going to do an episode on mm-hmm. that soon. But let me tell you guys, if you get a chance to have a look at it, somehow. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, then, uh, then please do, because bloody hell, they've improved that book. It looks incredible. And it's still, still, it's still having some improvements. It done. is, yeah. I think that's good. I mean, I'm glad they dropped the um, PDF early, so it can go to the community. The community can get a feel for it and come back with what they think. Because I think as a game designer, you can never kind of um, allow for every eventuality. So you know, you produce something, you think it's okay, and then obviously some of the cracks start showing. Yeah. So um, yeah, it's, it's still going through a change process, but so far so good. Yeah, I've, I'm really liking uh, the new changes to the rules so far. Um, with the uh, mission of one, where they've they've kind of put a thing from Genesis, uh, kind of where it's like influencing the story with a Benny, right. and it really depends on the type yes. of game and and the tone of the game because mm. you can now go uh you can use a benny which is usually like a re-roll token in most circumstances but what you can do now is say okay i want to influence the story in some way i want to have a flashback to get an item or i want an unimportant npc to become a friend or i want to the story to change in this way and you do that by spending a benny okay with the gm and then that's that but, he has to, but the gm still gets the final say exactly okay, so that right. is that's the important part and is that I guess. A, that's a set in stone rule that's not an optional it is rule. a setting stone a set in stone rule gotcha. yeah so, okay fair enough 
Yeah, so uh, yeah, look out for that. We're going to probably do a whole episode we on will. it, so, yeah. so that's why I'm not by. talking about it in depth. Absolutely. And we've also been playing Gen Lab Alpha. Yay. Um, so this game we've we talked about in a previous episode, but we've been playing uh, animals uh, in a big. It's basically a big lab, but it's it's kind of an outdoor mm-hmm. lab slash prison yeah. slash prison yeah. called yeah. Paradise, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, where you're watched over by watchers, mm-hmm. the nightmare machines, yeah. and you're half human, half animal hybrids, and we're part of a resistance, essentially trying to do missions to make our life better mm-hmm. and uh, Fight hopefully back against the oppressors. Yeah, yeah, and hopefully get out and day. get out of there. Yeah, um, that's essentially it, um, mm-hmm. really. But what I wanted to talk about was an incident that happened at the game, which we're going to call Chimley Gate. Oh no! So, so, so what, what happened was is that somebody, uh, one of the characters in the team, this, uh, this character called Wolfgang, was trying to jump up on the roof, then slide down a chimney, very Christmassy. Um, but what, what he what he kept he kept on saying the word chimley, chimley, inst- chimley yeah. instead of chimney, right? But he, it was like, but we discussed it on the car on the way home. It was like he was saying it on purpose. Yeah, to he, he, he definitely fucking he was. He definitely fucking was, right? And then I was saying, uh, as soon as he said it once, he went, uh, yeah, I'm going to go down the chimney. And then we all said, we're, all of us piped up at the Nick, same time. Nick, the chimney. And we were like, Ryan, what are you talking about? It's chimney, you fucking idiot. It's chimney. And I went, chim, chimney, chim, chimney, chim, 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 That's how you pronounce it, chimney. He said, that's what I said. Yeah, and he was like, no, that's what I said. And he was like, and then and then Ryan kept on saying it over and over again. He kept on saying chimley and then looking at the whole table like like as if he's trying to wind us up. And then and then we had this... No, he weren't sure if he was saying it right or not, because he had forgotten in his own brain what what was right and what was wrong. Uh, hello. hello. It's chimney police. <laughs> and then what happened was is that then we had this big discussion about it. Like like Ryan, it's chimney, mate. And James corrected him. And then we're like, anyway, let's get on with the game. And then Ryan turned to Nick and he went, Right, I got down the chimney. And then it's like, Ryan! What are you doing? Like, I literally was just like, Ryan, you know it's chimney now. Why did you just pronounce it wrong? And he, and he was like, all right, fucking leave it out, mate. And started getting actually angry Got about really it. really angry, yeah. And he was like, he was like, leave it out, mate. Because fucking, so it was funny 10 minutes ago. And started getting angry. Yeah. But like, we, we we talked in the car and we were like, no, he was definitely saying it to wind us up. <laughs> I, like, I swear he was. He was. Because I Googled it, right? Just, just to <laughs> physically show him a chimney, yeah, with the correct spelling of it. And then he looked at me and went, James, if you don't get that fucking thing out of my face, I feel like I'm going to throw it. He was like, getting I'm really fucking really pissed off. And I was like, I was so confused. <laughs> I'd seen him like, like that for a long yeah. time. I was just like, holy shit, man. I did not realise you were actually pissed off. I thought you were just like doing his normal wind up. I reckon when he got back to his flat, he punched the wall. He was so mad. <laughs> yeah, but he. Uh, the thing is, it did seem. I, okay, it, no, it did, did seem like he was trying to wind us up, didn't it, James? It, no, it did. It did. And you know, sorry, sorry, we misunderstood. <laughs> but if more than one person thought the same thing, you yeah, know what I mean. No, all of us, ex- except for is it, look, it's a Croydon ex- Red Hill thing, all right. Except for Nick and Ryan, <laughs> for Actually, he was trying to wind us up in the car. James and Pete were also like, "Yeah, Ryan was definitely trying to wind you up." <laughs> uh, but then, as soon as, as soon as, like. We got wound up. He was like, "Fuck you guys." <laughs> you know what the funny thing is, is that it's it's a shame because it was Ryan and he got pissed off. But Nick shared the same mistake. Nick knows it or has known it his whole life as Chimley, as well. So he I even, can't believe it. So Nick and Ryan say Chimley, and then Chimney. 
Yeah. Hey, well done. Hey, there we okay. go. Hey, See, at least one of us could improve. He's. <laughs> he's. <laughs> so we have Croydonisms. Yeah, so instead of his, Nick says he's. And apparently instead of chimney, they say chimney. I nearly fucked it up just and then. instead of height, I say hype sometimes by accident. But Frank Lampard said that once on an interview. And I was like, oh, yeah, it must be a... Uh, Thick person to think. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's what it is. It's when you're common as muck. Yeah, that's it. So, um, yeah, that okay, was it. Dad. So that was sort of like the highlight of the yeah, game. Yeah, that was like, the best part of the game. As we were leaving, like Ryan sort of calmed down, realised what he was getting angry about, and we, we were leaving. We couldn't and stop apologising. And, and he was like, oh my God, I feel so stupid. I'm sorry, Harrison. I'm, so I'm sorry. sorry. I just got annoyed about Chimley. <laughs> you apologised to everyone. But apart from that, it was a good game. Uh, the crew, was, we, lost, we lost someone, unfortunately, game before last. Someone died. Um, it's quite brutal mutant, uh, but they're carrying on on their mission, and they are at their uh, they've got to the crying shack yeah we're getting to the crying shack which is where we believe certain animals are be ta- are being taken before they're experimented on and we're mm-hmm. looking for somebody who has a part of a device that we need so mm-hmm. we've been tracking them down and on the way we lost somebody and that was emotional yes. and then we did some hallucinogenic drugs oh and God, saw amazing. each other's backstories yes. and that was one of the most emotional moments oh in gaming God. I've ever had oh my God. We, we were literally seeing each other's backstories and it was like before all of our characters didn't really connect with each other mm. and then we saw why everyone was involved in the resistance so fun. and then all of us sort of snapped too sitting around this fire and we're just like you just woke up sobbing yeah, yeah all of us were right. just crying around this fire well, he was gonna do it was, it was it was a little bit of downtime before they went to sleep to read you know to heal up and stuff and it was like dead of night and that and it was all around the fireplace and then um harrison's character dumas this giant hulking moose was gonna do some, we, uh, some hallucinogenics and do a, a sweat lodge to try and get a vision and i thought it'd be fun if we uh, had a vision for all the players so yeah, yeah we did that and it was cool yeah it was fun it, that was amazing it was like this is such a it's quite an emotional game this yeah. gen lab yeah it is play, yeah animals it's weird how how um deep and involving mm. it gets it's, it's weird isn't it it's i mean good. yeah but then that's that's the game mm-hmm. it's funny it's it's like my mate eric said recently he said that if you give people a game that has kind of a, in in air quotes silly premise people will take it seriously if yeah. you give people a silly uh, a serious game they'll often crack jokes the whole time yeah yeah um, and it's the same thing with Vampire the Masquerade, isn't it? It's oh got quite God. a silly premise because emo vampires. No, it was dark and but then, deep. But man. then we took yeah, that quite seriously definitely. too. Um, but anyway, that's it for what we've been saying. Let's uh, let's stop fucking about. Let's get on to the main sake. subject. Let's give some three T RPG awards. Yeah. Oh yes. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to the stage with their song, the main subject jingle, Core Rulebook. everybody what a tune what a tune anyway so this is the 3t rpg awards 2018 and this is our yearly awards for the best and worst rpg related things such as products and services that we've experienced this year and i'm just going to give a quick rundown for how this works so for each category each host has nominated one time and then a winner was decided before we recorded the show by mm-hmm. discussion between us. This means that some categories might have had things nominated more than once. Yep. Because if we both pick the same thing, then it might have two nominations. That's sure. just the way it works. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
Now, some of the nominees and winners may not have been released this year, but we believe that things shouldn't be exempt from winning awards simply because of when they were released. That's right. Um, they were picked based on when we experienced them. Exactly. And uh, the last rule is that if you don't like the format, then bugger off. Yeah. Piss off. Um, now, uh, in addition awards. to that, you don't, yeah, do your own awards. Right? <laughs> what? Fuck off. <laughs> um, but in addition to that, if we couldn't come to a consensus yeah. uh, on on the one that, that should win, we argue it out now on yeah, the podcast. On the pod. Oh yes. And that is that is basically it. So yeah, best and worst awards. Let's get on with it. The first category is best company, and the nominations are Free League, Goodman Games. And just insert imagination. And the winner is Free League. So, yeah, Free League. Guys, we love these guys. We do, um, yeah. I think the reason that we uh, wanted these guys to win was because uh, sometimes you just got to let a guy win because they make quality shit. Yeah. And that's basically it. And they've been working hard. Every single product these guys put out, you look at it and you go, I want that. Mm-hmm. And that is it, man. Yeah. The, the artwork that they, they put in these books is stellar. The writing is top notch and the easy. the books are the same size. Exactly. <laughs> yes. Exactly. And the writing is stellar. It's easy. The games are often easy for beginners, yeah. but also great for veterans. Definitely. Um, they make games for role players, for hack and slashes. Mm-hmm. They make games for all types of genres as well and every single thing they put out is of stellar quality is, would you guys yeah. agree absolutely except for the except for Definitely. the tales of the loop dice yeah i mean we'll we forget about, about the tales of the loop yeah, dice we can look this past year. that yeah we, we can look, can past, look past, that. past that for once well all right but no yeah it's cracking it really is there's stuff you know when there's a new product coming out i mean like even when the new kickstarter came out about the last installment of the whole mutant year zero thing i was like oh you know is it going to be any good and i read a tiny bit of it I was like yeah it's good <laughs> yeah it's, it's, it's just all amazing stuff and you know, I love a company that doesn't skimp on quality. Yes. And, and this this is one of those types of companies. I mm-hmm. mean, Tales from the Loop, Mutant Year Zero, uh, Gen Lab, Mechatron. Mechatron, all of it. You you get the quality you expect. Yeah. You never um you never like nothing. You're cheap. never disappointed. No, not at you all. You know, and that's that's why I love this company. Yeah, so yeah, me too. well deserved. Mm-hmm. Well done, Free League. Um, you you absolutely deserve this, yeah. and uh, I, I can't I can't sing their praises enough no. because they they just they just do it right. They do absolutely. And the next category is worst company, and the nominations are Hasbro, Pinnacle Entertainment Group, and GenCon LLC. And the winner is Pinnacle Entertainment Group Incorporated. <laughs> Who else was it going to be? Else was yeah. it gonna be? Yeah. Who else? Come on! <laughs> I mean, sorry, not sorry. <laughs> Let's. Uh, let, the, the thing about Pinnacle, right, is that we love some of the products they make, right. But they just consistently—they're like the Saturday morning cartoon villain. They just—they <laughs> yeah. just do the stupidest shit. They put a known sex pest in the front of their most recent product. It's like, what are you doing? What are you doing, mate? And then there was that incident with the Ennies, right? Which is another RPG awards um, show, right? Mm-hmm. And what they did is—is they—they there was certain Savage Worlds products um, that were licensees, so they're licensed by Pinnacle, right? And they were nominated for awards. And then Pinnacle did a post on Facebook that was like, hey, shout out to these guys. Woo, these guys, they're licensees. But then they had a guy that was just a fan license, yep. Richard Wilcock, right? Mm-hmm. And he was nominated. But what, where was he on the Facebook post? No, yeah. Where was he? And then suddenly... He um, deserved to win it. 
He deserved to win it. And then a bunch of guys, um, like, reminded Shane, who's, you know, the boss of Pinnacle, they reminded him, oh, by the way, there's this other guy, other Savage Worlds guy that was nominated. Where, why the what? fuck isn't he on your post? Oh, is it because he isn't a licensee? And then Shane was like, oh, I forgot. Oh, did you? Did yeah, you, Shane? Right, mate. You fucking liar. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and then, then you get, like, other instances where, where they their Kickstarter goals are just a joke. Mm. They, 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 Pinnacle treats their customers like idiots they think you aren't going to notice and that's that's the that's the thing that like i i really dislike about them mm. yeah. it's like the anything the 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 the, the crediting sean patrick Brennan, <laughs> the the fucking the kickstarter goals they just think oh they won't notice we're just a little company you see i think that yeah, most that's of it that's the excuse i think they're just a little company and you ain't mate you you're you're a big fish compared to a lot of the little companies yeah, in this yeah. game and you can do better but you don't your your kickstarters consistently bring in like half a million you know they're big figures yeah they're big figures in this game and and the thing is you can do better because mm. goodman games uh free league all of these people that are kind of on your level they're doing better and you can, but you don't. And you and and Pinnacle consistently use like cheap ass Chinese fucking glue in their products, <laughs> and then they fall apart. And it's like, mate, what what is wrong with you? You make some, uh, you make some great products. Absolutely. But why, why skimp? Why skimp? Yeah, that's yeah. it. And uh, I just I can't I can't abide by some of their behaviour. Mm. But um, the thing about it is, we talked earlier about Adventure Edition and how how improved that is. Mm-hmm. And what I'm hoping is in 2019 we'll see a new side to them. But in 2018, we didn't see that. No, and that's they the might truth turn about over it. Leaf. Yeah. I'm Jim Anello. My name's also Alan. I'm the real Alan. No, I'm Alan. But I'm not. No, wait. No, what? No, I'm Alan. No, shush. I'm Tabletop. <laughs> and the next category is best product and the nominees are Lamentations of the Flame Princess by James Edward Raggy IV Saga of the Goblin Horde Countdown Deck by Richard Walcock and the American Survival Guide published by Shield of Faith Studios and written by Reed St. Filippo and the winner is the American Survival Guide. Yes. Boom. Yes. American. Yes, American Survival Guide. But that's fine. American. It's fine. I you know, it's, I, 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 just because I mispronounced it. Sorry. You mispronounced it, it, mate. You mispronounced it, mate. All right. What's the lowdown? Well, it's badass, isn't it? It is great. It's fantastic. <laughs> it's uh, yeah. I uh, so I picked up MCC and this this year. Um, I'm very happy I did. It's it's brilliant. It's 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 to the same tune as MCC. It's perfect. I think it fits perfectly with the with the style of yeah, the original and this, book. This is insane and written by a madman genius. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Read San Filippo. The American Survival Guide is a post-apocalyptic conversion for DCC. Mm-hmm. You need DCC to play it. But it's got um, new rules for armor, new classes like um, robot, petrol head. New um, patrons. Yeah, yeah, new patrons like a big DJ guy, Santa. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Santa, 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 Santa is awesome. Yeah. yeah, and it's got like really detailed world and stuff like that. There's a monster manual for it. The but the thing great. is, it's, it's post-apocalyptic by way of like Thundar the Barbarian. It's got kind of that kind of a feel yeah, to it where it's yeah. like nutso, like yeah. absolutely nutso. Mm-hmm. And it's exactly the type of stuff that we, that we appreciate because... 
um, it's it's crazy and awesome. And Loads of pop culture in there. It's great, isn't oh, it? Oh, totally. Yeah. And the thing about it is, is that when you pick this up, it's like this is an indie product, but it looks ten times better than than anything anyone's putting out there. Mm-hmm. Which is why it's in this category. It's it's up there against like some of the best stuff out there. You know, um, we put it up against actually they're all indie products. <laughs> all on indie this products list. actually. <laughs> but um, yeah, I mean, it's crazy had the quality of this. When you see the artwork in this book, you see the layout, the presentation, and the cover, as well as the quality of writing. Not to mention the price and the price. Yeah, it's it's the same price as the DCC rule book and it's about the same thickness yeah. and you're just like holy crap yeah. this is so worth the money for the amount that you get in there the craziness like the detail of the world and everything in there it's and brilliant the amount of classes that you get and as well as Nick said this is compatible with MCC as well yeah absolutely and if you're an MCC fan and you want to expand on an already broad uh, book that is MCC grab this throw it in there as well and then you'll just have even more to play it with it fits perfectly it does it's fantastic and one thing I will say is um, we did a uh, actual play of this um, it was kind of a one shot because it fit into our DCC campaign yes even. and what we did is we uh, just passing through just passing through episode 8 of Foreign Beggars go and listen to that if you want a little demo of how you can work this into a game um, uh, I think we can spoil it ever so slightly yeah, but we had one of the characters from our DCC campaign go through a portal and end up in this world mm-hmm. and it was epic we had uh, acid rain we had a like an evil uh, predator that was that was chasing for throughout the whole game yeah, Mike oh called my Mike, god and yeah. we had these guys go mm. to one of the main cities in the game the Citadel of Scrap yeah. they were riding a monorail oh um, man it was, yeah. it was epic and, and, and the thing about it is, is that this game allows for all of that because you even had one of the races in it which is a tree person and yep. you had another guy that was a cyborg as well and yeah. you met these two people and a it, sentient jukebox a sentient jukebox that, <laughs> I actually used the robot class for that so, so cool. yeah it had everything man and this game it just it, it really really um, gives you everything you need to play a whacked out post-apocalyptic gonzo style game in DCC and it's perfect yeah. it's so perfect mm-hmm. I wouldn't change a thing and the next category is worst product and the nominees are Beneath Player's Handbook 2.0 by Severed Books and Justin Saroy. Cheap Dungeon by Cheap Dungeon. And Time Zero by Grammel. And the winner is... <laughs> Cheap Dungeon by Cheap Dungeon. this huh oh mate you're in for a treat here because <laughs> this is a soundtrack to put along to gaming it's a dungeon synth album but but the thing about it is is this might be the worst music i've ever heard in my life did no. you listen to this yeah oh, 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 there'll be a clip obviously played before this right but christ almighty so I was like guy, it's hurting me well, i said I, I was i messaged these guys and i said Firstly, I don't think I've got chills from music for a long time. But secondly, <laughs> but secondly, I don't think I've ever got like angry cringe chills ever. <laughs> I was I was so cringed out by what I was listening to, and also really pissed off as to why they fucking thought that this was good enough to publish or put out. You just out didn't know there. how to feel. Did you know, like, no, this you is know the fucking was, worst. You know that it was released on a floppy disk as well. Oh and it's like. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. It reminds me of the songs um, Nick used to make for Song Fight. <laughs> but worse. But what? It is actually worse. Come on, nothing's it is actually worse, worse than that That's, junk. Uh, no, up. it is. It actually is. worse than uh, unnamed, unnamed songs. Song. 
God, it's so bad. It's so bad. What I liked was on the um, uh, the the Facebook for all the dungeon synth music. How angry people got when they heard this. <laughs> somebody said, to, uh, I just saw somebody post it saying this is pretty funny, and then somebody put immediately underneath it, "Fuck off." <laughs> <laughs> so it cut deep with the community. Oh, then. everyone got really angry. So if you uh, if you're playing like a, a game where you're specifically trying specifically trying to annoy people, put this in on the, on in the background. I like I like the rain sound effects he used where he put he just um, recorded his shower. <laughs> it's so bad. I don't know if it's intentionally bad, but it definitely is. Is it not satire at all? It might be satire, <laughs> but it definitely is the worst product. There's no doubt about it. Whether it's intentional or not, he it has wins. made the worst one. There you go, man. Worthy so, winner. Well done. It was yeah. nasty. Well done, cheap dungeon. <laughs> yeah. So, and the next category is Best Published Adventure. No, no you fucking best idiot. System. And the next category is Best System. And the nominees are The Year Zero System by Free League and Modofi. <laughs> Here we go. Here we go. Uh, Madi- <sighs> Madof- How the fuck do I say And the nominees are The Year Zero System by Free League and Modifius. Lamentations of the Flame Princess by James Edward Raggy the Fourth, and the Year Zero System by Free League again. So we had two nomina- nominations in this category. Yep. Which means auto win. Yeah, the Year Zero System, man. I mean, we've sung its praises a fair bit. So this is the system that's used in Mutant Year Zero. And Gen Lab, which we've been playing a lot. Yep. It's also, oh, uh, there's a lighter version of it used in Tales from the Loop. Yep. And I believe a bunch of other games, like Coriolis, I think uses yeah. an altered version of it. How easy is it? This system is, is super, super easy. The sad fact about it is, is when you describe it, it sounds hard. When you do it, it's well fucking easy. Exactly, yep. But the point is, is um, it's quite simple. You add your skills to your attributes, you roll that amount of dice, try to get sixes. That's the simplest That's way you need. to put it. One six and it's I'll, done. I don't think I'll go into any more depth than that, but what it what it allows is a very, very um, role-play-centric system that means that newbies can get what's going on in the game by reading the dice. Yeah. yeah. And it allows for a lot of freedom to what goes on in the game. So, for example, Nick can look at the dice and go, oh, that's how you failed. Cool, this is what happens. Mm-hmm. And it, it doesn't, it's not that the dice narrate the game, but what it is is like, it, what happens is like, it means that it allows Nick to go, okay, cool, here's what happened very, very easily. Yeah. Um, and it allows a new GM or a new player to understand everything very, very easily. Absolutely. And that's what I like about it. Mm-hmm. See, when you roll your skill dice, for example, you fail on your um, skill dice or an attribute, you go, oh, I failed because. I wasn't strong enough. Yeah, and then that that means it's easy, and Nick can, and that gives Nick a thousand different options mm-hmm. as to why why you failed. Why oh, you, you failed because you hadn't been working out enough. Oh, yeah. you failed because you your footing slipped. Tre- yeah, you know. your footing slipped, or you have, or you've been trekking all day and yeah. now you're tired. Yeah, whatever. Mm-hmm. And and then it creates these really interesting narratives, and and we we've found it to be a very emotional game and mm. a very tense game and a very cinematic game, and mm-hmm. that's. It's nice to have that sometimes. Oh, I love it. Yeah. Not every game has to be like that, but this is one that I, I think out of all the games we've played this year, one that's been a very eye-opening, very fun game. Oh, thank you. I appreciate yeah, that. Man, I awesome. would just add to it as well. There are official dice for the system, but um, we have 
uh, it's very easy to you don't have to use them basically uh, what we did was we bunch of, we bought a bunch of cheaper dice that are the same colors and all we did was we put a little dot on the one and a dot on the six where they required and that's it there yeah, away you go essentially um what it is is that uh, certain sixes and ones are worse than others so yeah. one on a, uh, a green and a black is worse than others because mm-hmm. blacks are geared dice and uh no it's a, a yellow and a black sorry mm-hmm. but yeah, um, a yellow is attributes and blacks is gear. Exactly. So uh, if this sounds like nonsense, I'm sorry. I'm going to shut up in a minute. But point is... You don't is need them. Yeah, you don't need them because mm-hmm. we just bought generic colored dice yep. and marked them up with Sharpies. Um, and instead of costing the 20 quid it cost to get them from Modifius, what it cost was, uh, what, £7.50 for yep. the dice shop online? For and that was it. Yeah, and we have a communal bunch of dice on the table and everyone just picks up their dice and throws away. It's nice. Yeah, really nice. So yeah. these games work perfectly exactly for what they do. Um, it's it's they're, they're they're perfect for survival type games, and that's it. Uh, you know uh, that's what I like about them. Mm-hmm. They they they're so well thought out. Now what my friend Eric said is that once you try to break the break the boundaries of that, it doesn't work so well. I don't know about that yet, mm-hmm. but the point is is that that's what it's for. Yeah, and it works perfectly. Yeah, absolutely. so that's why I like it, and we like it. Yeah, we do. Yes, yeah, awesome. Mm-hmm. And the next category is best published adventure, and the nominees are. The Chained Coffin by Goodman Games and Michael Curtis. Mutant Year Zero Genlab Alpha Escape from Paradise by Thomas Harnstam, Peter Bexton, Costa Costulus, and Cabinet Licensing Incorporated. And Cold Warning, published by Golden Goblin Press and written by Scott David Anielowski. And the winner is Cold Warning. Yes, cold warning. Oh yes. Um, do you know it was a really tight one for me because I got to say I absolutely love Chain Coffin. I think that was one of my favourite adventures Same. of the year. I really enjoyed um, that too. It was so much fun. I just loved the shit we gave the coffin. I just felt really sorry for the coffin mm. in that adventure. I really did. Um, I but yeah, and I ran that game that that adventure twice as mm-hmm. well. Um, Chain Coffin is a, a DCC adventure where you you get fucking like cart a bloody talking coffin around a mountain <laughs> and it's very yeah. good but it's very good it ain't as good as cold warning oh. which is um, a, 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 a what would you call it what's that game with a big tentacle bloke oh what's his name again <laughs> call, 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 barry is it is it barry oh yeah call, call, of, call barry. of barry call of barry yeah <laughs> <laughs> So Call of Cthulhu Cold Warning is a published uh, module that was a Kickstarter that I backed um, some time ago and it was from an old manuscript of a game that never got finished by quite a famous um, writer from the 80s, uh, Scott, and um, it was the manuscript was found and the Kickstarter was, was to get awesome, it published. Though. It was absolutely awesome and that's what I think added to the amazingness was the fact that it was this yeah it was a it was a, a unpublished manuscript mm. and then they pieced it all back together put it all back together yeah and then released it and mm. fucking hell it's great nick did a fantastic Thank you. job of uh, gming it for us and a few of our fellow nerds that yeah. we had online so on Roll20, which, right. by the way, is an amazing thing to use for Call of Cthulhu. It is, yeah. So we hadn't. Re- um, so it was one of our first um, Patreon uh, games that we've uh, started to put together now for our um, for our uh, <laughs> beloved listeners, and um, it was the first one we run, and it was the first time I tried Roll20. Um, 
because we often we don't really play it as much online as we'd probably like to. Yeah, we and smashed it. Mate. It was great. It, the Roll20 worked perfectly. Really good for Call of Cthulhu. Um, I'm really glad the guys enjoyed themselves. I was trying to go for a quite a atmospheric, creepy game uh, with a little bit of you know comedy sprinkled what over I the top. What I liked about this adventure, though, was that this is proper classic Cthulhu stuff, yeah. and the, the, the archetypes are... They're, they're really, really great. But the thing about it is, is there's so much originality in what you're facing. Because mm-hmm. it's all about, I don't want to spoil what Ooh, it is, but yeah. what I'll say is that it's got a very Native American influence. Yes, and absolutely. That's something you don't often see in Cthulhu. You mm-hmm. just don't, no. quite simply. It's all uh, it's all like Lovecraft inspired. And although it had a Lovecraft feel, it had, the Native American thing was a really, really nice twist because it wasn't too far from the apple tree yep yeah but it was it was nice enough different that it was like okay this this is this is really really nice and refreshing Mm -hmm. and it was scary it was creepy and uh all of the characters had these great backstories and uh like the one who survived on a ship for for 28 hours with no sleep fighting a horde of zombies Zombies, yeah my character's wife had gone completely insane Mm -hmm. and i had to shoot her in the head or something (laughs) yeah yeah um, oh god, it was it was spectacular, and and the ending. Oh my god, the ending. I'm not going to say much. I'm not going to say much. But we had somebody <laughs> stamp on a baby. And <laughs> it was it was fantastic. Thank what, you guys. What an adventure! And I think that the the artwork and everything mm. makes this one of the best published adventures. Not just this year that we played, but for Call of Cthulhu ever. Oh, wow. 100%. Out of all the ones that I've read, because I I read it afterwards. Of course, um, yeah. Yeah, it was spectacular. Um, Bloody well done to uh, whoever the fuck wrote this. I've lost my place (laughs) in the list. (laughs) It was uh, Scott David Anualowski. And the next category is Best Artwork. And the nominees are Lamentations of the Flame Princess by James Edward Raggy IV Beneath the Inverted Church by Justin Saroy and Mutant Mechatron by Free League. And the winner is Mutant Mechatron by Free League. Yeah. Yeah, I'm a bit disappointed that my one that I nominated didn't win. Oh, do you know what? I've, I've, yeah. You should have given me that present earlier and I would have been able to look at the art a bit. bit uh, yeah, for that's a, a good point. <laughs> but you know what? Um, uh, I just want to give a, a, a little bit of a shout out to Jason Rainville and Cynthia Shepard who did my favourite pieces of art from Lamentations of the Flame Princess because that, that is a very nice book. I just want to say that. And uh, But yeah, let's talk about Mutant Megatron, motherfuckers, because Jesus Christ, that is some fappable artwork, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, mate. <laughs> awesome. oh, oh, boy. Is this the third award that we've given to Free League this year? Oh, my God. Uh, the thing is, the, and, oh, the art for this is done by Danny Dark Mechanic Morrison. Mm, yeah, we is. forgot to mention that. So, yeah, Danny Dark Mechanic. Do you reckon Do you reckon he makes some some horrible devices in his, in his garage? Dark Mechanic. Is dark, he's going to make some dark... We fixed my car, Danny. Yeah. Danny, you fixed my car, and now Satan keeps on turning up inside. And there's a dildo it. for the or, gear stick. What's going, <laughs> what's going on, Danny? What's going on, Danny? Sort it out. It's either that, or he fixes everything uh, at night time around pitch black. And the radio See, stuck to evil music. Ah. <laughs> yes, you turn it on, and it's, it's like... <laughs> 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 Danny, what's going on with my radio? <laughs> Danny, what you done? 
you, but there's some great like um, artwork on the side of the it car is. now. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, no, it's cracking. If you've if you've not seen it, where have you been? Go check out the Mechatron art. It's brilliant. It I mean, the beautiful. iconic images of the robot on the front cover holding the human skull, looking at it as if to like, say, "What is this?" Like Hamlet style. Yeah, because yeah, he, he don't know. He, he don't, don't know. know. All the humans have disappeared. Yeah, now he's just got a skull. Yeah. The artwork in this book is so spectacular. If you want a good sampling of it, you could go look at the Kickstarter. It's now over. But you can go and look at that and go see see a big sample in the artwork because this is done. It's got like um, sort of a good mix of digital painting and comic book style. Mm-hmm. Is that mm-hmm. a good, a yeah, good way of putting it? Absolutely. But it's like if you try to imagine the best comic books you have ever seen, like mm-hmm. the best artwork you've ever seen, it's it's kind of like that with a very modern type feel, um, probably comparable to something like Why the Last Man, yeah, yeah, or um, some of the Hellboy stuff. But yeah, it's it's very 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 good. It uh, is, um, yeah, amazing artwork, mm-hmm. and, full color, it's lovely. Yeah, and then what's cool is the trade dress for the book sort of matches it too, so yeah. it really gives it a, a a really nice feel. And it's crazy because you wouldn't think that something like that Why the Last Man type artwork would give it like a dark feel but mm-hmm. it actually does it does yeah because totally. it's got this proper like grimness to it yeah. where it looks like if any of the characters were to smile not that they could that it would look awkward and they do you know break. what I mean yeah yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. definitely yeah it's cracking go check it out please do uh, yeah worthy worthy winner I think Totally, man. Love, really you. Well this year. Love you. Love you. Really. Even though you fucked my car up, Danny. I'm coming <laughs> yeah. for you, Danny. Danny Dark Mechanic. Danny Dark Mechanic. <laughs> he needs to be a character in the game, doesn't he? <laughs> I'm Danny the Dark Mechanic. I'll fix your car, but oh, can't boy. vouch for what will happen to you. You want rims? Yeah, full of razor blades. <laughs> <laughs> no, razor blade rims. He's my assistant. <laughs> yeah. Brilliant. And the next category is best setting. And the next category is best setting. And the nominees are Wise Guys by Eric Lamoureux and Just Insert Imagination. Wise Guys by Eric Lamoureux and Just Insert Imagination. And lastly, Mutant Call Classics by Goodman Games. And the runaway winner is... Ding, ding, ding. Wise Guys by Eric Lamoureux and Just Insert Imagination. Okay, so well, yes, all right. The thing about it is, yes, this game isn't out yet. But who makes the rules for this? No, but it, there's we a, do. There's a free demo kit. A world. Yeah, there's a free demo kit, but that ain't the whole setting. It ain't out yet. But no. d- uh, but if if anybody has a problem with that, send it to my ass <laughs> at NewYork.com. <laughs> <laughs> because I don't give a fuck what you think. Okay, listener. No, I really do. No, I we re- do. No, we really do. <laughs> we please, really, God, really we do. need the listeners. Please, <laughs> please, Good God, please. But um, I've I've played the balls off of this setting now. Mm-hmm. I've uh, I, I played in a uh, short campaign. I played with mm-hmm. you, Nick, mm-hmm. and I've played uh, a one shot, which would be uh, it's up there one of the best games I've ever played in my life. Yes. Um played this at Con and the Cobb with all of these big uh, big props there. Oh my it came, God, got yeah. out. It was like playing through a Tarantino movie and it, that is a game I will never forget. It was where... spectacular. That boy has been grafting, Mr. Lamoureux, hasn't oh he? Oh my God. It, it took him fucking months and months mm-hmm. to do that shit, man. But maybe before that, we should talk about what it actually is. Oh yeah, that's the point. <laughs> so there's a bunch of old men and they're very wise. And um... It's a game about wizards. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's, it's wise guys. And, basically and you, can't play, you can't play women because it's guys, all right? Yeah, guys, yeah. Right? I said to him, change it to wise people Eric it's 2018 but he said no ain't happening he said he hates women <laughs> and uh, 
Uh, well, and that's Wise Guys. That's it. No, <laughs> Wise Guys is a gangster setting set mainly in Vegas, um, and it is, uh, is is amazing, right? And this, it's basically your your gangster toolkit, mm-hmm. but it comes with. Uh, if you look at the demo kit at the moment, it comes with pre-gens, it comes with an adventure, it comes with background, it comes with how the gangster families work, and in this game, you got things like uh, so. So, for example, you got made men. These are often of Italian descent and things like this. And those will be the guys that, that can speak to the boss directly. And when you're not a made man, you can be an associate. So you could be anything from a black Elvis impersonator to a uh, roller derby champion. But you live in Vegas and you're you're an associate. You know the made man. And every time you make money for the, for the gang, you need to kick up money to him. That's right. Then he kicks up half to his boss. And it creates this really interesting dynamic. You're a thief. So do you want to hide money yep. from, from, <laughs> from him? From the boss, yeah. And... In uh, in our game, you know, it ended up with somebody uh, getting money from uh, gambling from race, yeah. and then making the mistake of telling me. And stashed it in his uh, the, uh, video collection. And it ended up with this massive chase where we're all, <laughs> all running up the stairs, piling over each other. Yeah. I ended up pointing a gun at a made man, something you never do. Oh he executed God. me in front of everyone. Yeah. Came in with a new character. I mean, it is just if you, and the cool thing about this is it doesn't take itself too seriously. It's, it's serious, but not too serious. Yeah. And the good thing about it is, is that, yeah, it's like, it's like Tarantino movie, little bit of grindhouse in there. Like it's, it's utterly perfect for that type of tone. And yeah, I can't, I can't speak highly enough about no, this. Absolutely. And for me, the heat mechanic is a fantastic mechanic that adds an extra element of um, excitement and, and whatnot. So it's like a GTA kind of wanted level. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, in fact, I forgot really to speak cool. about that. Yeah. So, and you can try and scrub off the heat mechanic, mm. but it's essentially, if you do anything non gangster related, like crimes basically yep. then you can get heat on you. And now, now everything you're doing is at a minus because, because, people are aware of you police yeah. are after you yeah. things like this and mm-hmm. it's yeah it's it's so so good so it's like you want to be careful about committing crimes that aren't gang related yeah it's exactly like, so like there was a point where we killed someone in a bathroom and immediately got three heat <laughs> and then yeah. we had to spend ages cleaning up we had to have two people on security detail oh, God, we had to yeah. uh, we had somebody with like cleaning gloves and squeegees like fucking cleaning it up it was it was crazy so murder is like something that needs to be considered in yeah, this game absolutely. You, you can't be a murder hobo mm-hmm. and that mechanic deals with it it's mm-hmm. like it's it's so well designed it and is. it shows Eric's um, genius as a writer and they got Carl Kiesler doing some of the layouts yeah. the artwork is like off the hook if you, look, if you follow the page um, just in certain imagination you'll see some of the um, incredible incredible work that's gone into this Absolutely. and like James said He's been grafting. He really it's, has. Yeah, it's that's amazing. Why, yeah, he's got a little video log of the whole production of it and what he's been through. So check that out. But yeah, cracking, good work, labour of love, and I think it's fantastic. So that's why a game that ain't out can win. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> when exactly. it comes out, it's gonna be fucking sick. Imagine <laughs> yeah. if it came out and it did. T- it turns out it did change it to be a game about wizards. <laughs> <laughs> We'd look like old wizards without teeth, wouldn't we? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, old wizards without teeth, and they're wise guys. And he's like, "No women in this game." We're like, "Oh fuck!" Oh, well, we Eric. nominated this for best game. Don't, don't do that. I know what they're doing is bickering about who's the wisest one. <laughs> no, I'm the wisest. I, I know. I, I know better math. So I've read, read a book. What? I've yes. read two books. What? So what do you guys think happened? One of the players Robbie played with got carried away and killed him. Well, that's kind of far out. Mazes and Monsters is a far out game. Swords, poison, 
spells, battles, maiming, killing. Hey, it's all imagination. Is it? Yes, definitely. I'll be talking. All right, see you later. Next category being worst setting. And the nominees are Beneath by Justin Saroy and Severed Books, Grandma Weld by David Oakham, and Last Parsec by Pinnacle Entertainment Group. And the winner is Undecided. Ding ding ding. So dun, dun. as I mentioned at the beginning of the podcast, if there was a uh, if we couldn't reach a consensus on uh, a particular winner, we're gonna have to argue it out. We've got to duke it out. So my nomination was Beneath. Uh, by Severed Books and Justin Saroy. James's was Grandma Well by David Oakham and Nick's was The Last Parsec by Pinnacle Entertainment Group. How we'll do this is um, I think we'll each have two minutes to argue our case. So James, get a timer on your phone going. Yep. And then uh, and then we'll sort of have a little a little row at the end. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, James, timer on your phone. I will go first and we'll go down the list in order. Three, two, one, Go. So Beneath is a sex game written by a person with a child's understanding of how to do adult content. Um, It is where suddenly everyone looks in a mirror and they see rape constantly. Then they go into not a dungeon, but an undungeon. Because this guy who thinks that he's, um, who thinks that he can play role playing games for five minutes, then just come in and write an entire setting. And uh, it has has done this. So he, not a dungeon, but an undungeon, because it's upside down and then you go in and suddenly you start seeing all these mirrors about and oh you see sex in them oh no sex and then suddenly right but then you're not the main characters this other character is and and the setting literally the entire setting is one fucking town that has the dungeon in it and then as you're going through the only notable thing that he did was that to, to relieve the symptoms of stress you can have sex with the main character who's not you by the way that's 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 the setting we're dealing with here and then it turns out the big boss of the whole thing is cupid because sex but that's not even what cupid is you fucking idiot and so that's beneath for you ladies and gentlemen and he said his big argument to all of this was it gets fixed in the second book but why would you play this fucking second book if you haven't fucking if the first one was so bad and that, let me tell you let me tell you another thing right the the whole book the the fact of the matter is is that the actual setting itself doesn't even make sense because the maps don't even sync up. They actually don't even sync up. They, they, if you if you put them all together, it geographically doesn't even make sense. It has gods in it that, that people reference once but have no background. So that it, it, Some of the characters are so badly fleshed out that they're barely even characters. It doesn't even make sense. It's insane how badly written this game is. He's like... A, the writer of this is like... He's like a five-year-old has written it. I could throw a pencil down a stairwell and it would make a better setting than this. <laughs> and that is time. <laughs> there we go. That's amazing. That's amazing. So, okay, so that's Harrison's point. Right, so James, you're up next with Grandma World by David Oakham. Okay, mine won't take two minutes, but I'll put the time on now. <clears throat> so my nomination for this um, isn't because necessarily of the setting itself, but it's my experience of the setting because this was the piece of shit that got run... <laughs> That by that fucking asshole in uh, Corn and the Cob, uh, who fucking Corn, 
Con on the cob, who showed us the fucking anus, the inside of an anus, who was trying to be just absolutely disgusting and racist and thought it was really funny, um, who spent too long trying to put Jenga blocks in a line um, and to put little uh, <laughs> pieces of shit. Like, the little miniatures were cool, but it's, for some reason it took him fucking was it forever. Was a constant corridor? No, and the thing was, you know, you know, we've riffed on it already. We've said how bad it is in previous pods. You know, the, the Wild Die also covered it in great detail because Gary was with us. And um, so my experience of it, right, is that it was the worst fucking setting that I've been played through. Like, this dude absolutely shits all over it because I've been told that it's actually good. But my experience of it was it's the fucking worst game I've ever been in. So... That's the reason why I nominated it, and I'm sorry for those of you who enjoy it, but it's based on experience. That's the reason. And for those that don't know, it's a game where you play grannies. (laughs) 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 All right. Well done, James. Uh, That was actually pretty good for them sick buttons. Um, All right. Nick next. Nick's next. Nick next. Nick next. Nick next. All right. Three, two, one, two minutes start now. Okay, so the last parsec. Um, If you was to slice this book in half, it would ooze vanilla ice cream everywhere. Um, It's not that it's terrible, it's just bland. Um, I don't really... Yeah, there's just better stuff out there, really, um, if I'm honest with you. And it's just not... It's very meh. Um, What got me the most, which annoys me immensely, is this particular image right here. The pixelation on this art is horrendous. Absolutely horrendous. There's There's a picture of a spaceship. Don't get me wrong, the artwork's okay but look look at the look at the cheapness of it i mean it's so pixelated it's unreal and it's like really you know we didn't think to sharpen that up a little bit it's just a bland sci-fi book and there is much better ones out there um i actually read it some of it and sold it (laughs) no or gave it away i think you gave it away as a raffle prize (laughs) yeah Mm. i did um you know they make good products, Pinnacle. We know they make good stuff, and some of their stuff not so good. And for me, I just, I just honestly think there's better sci-fi games out there. It's very bland, very vanilla. That's fair enough. All right, done. I guess you're done. Yeah, that's me. That's done. Yeah, I mean, to be honest, right now, let's have a little discussion. To be yeah. perfectly honest, in the last parsec, I, I, I do agree with you because I, I feel like with the last parsec, it's one of the most bland games. What they've done is they've gone a sci-fi setting needs to have this. It needs to have this. It needs to have this. Check, 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 check. And it's got no soul. No. Right? That's and right. if you read the history of all of the world, it's so boring. It's mm-hmm. so boring. It's got no personality whatsoever. Yeah. Um, for that reason, I think it could contend as a winner. I don't think Grandma World could. The yeah, only, the only really, reason yeah. is because I, I think that it, it, it could have promise and I can't write it off just yet because I yeah. reckon if we played it, we could actually have a laugh of it. Well, I'm Fair sure enough. the thing is right. Obviously, I read up a bit about it uh, afterwards and, and all this and it's like, it. I don't think, the only reason it deserved the nomination was, again, it's, it was pure experience and that's the reason why the nomination is there. But, the actual premise of it sounds fucking great, and I, I reckon it could be done I so well. I do have well. to agree with you, though, James, because it was the worst game we've ever played. Yeah. <laughs> um, but <laughs> the thing about Last Parsec is, is also that it just it has it has it has no redeeming features um, in terms of like wow factor. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it has, well, it's, it's not, I'm, not, I'm not saying it's a terrible game. I'm sure it's I'm sure people have had fun with it. If I can but make I think um, this is better stuff out there one me. closing argument for for Beneath though um, is. Uh, 
like kind, kind of kind Sorry. of against my point is that he did make a revised edition fixing some of the issues. Yeah, but that's because we we highlighted the issues. We highlighted the issues, <laughs> and he made a response calling us idiots. But then right? made the, but, but then made the fucking <laughs> revised it. anyway. Yeah. So he was like, he was like, some idiots can't understand my book. So I've, but I've, they're I've, clearly just what did they, what did he call us? He called us the lowest common denominator, right? Yeah. But then but then he revised it. So. For, the funny thing I, I find funny about that was that was that so you're saying that it's only idiots that can't understand your book, but you are revising it, so we are right to make it so, a little I bit mean, more clear. So, <laughs> so <laughs> you're idiots, but you're right. Yes. So, but, so go away. But, but fuck you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was like, yeah. So he he's has has made a revised edition where the map does now sync up. Apparently, okay. I haven't checked it. He made a cheat sheet. To make some things make sense. <laughs> yeah, because, because remember, it didn't make sense. <laughs> Originally, the intro made fucking no sense. And then he also put in the intro, please, God, read both books because it gets better. He actually I had promise. to put that in his book. It's like, fucking hell, man. Yeah. When your book has But to we're the bad guys. Yeah, yeah. We're the lowest common denominator because yeah. we didn't understand his art. It's yeah. like, fuck um, off, man. Well, I'm re- reshifting my vote and I'm going for Beneath. All right, it wins then. Yeah, I think. Do you know what? Yeah, I mean, you know, disc, uh, disclosure, full disclosure. I haven't played the last parsec, so you I know. have. Yeah, yeah. Me and James played it, and we did actually have fun with it. To there be fair, go. Mm. so I would say that yeah. Although that is my nomination for, for because my argument is that I think there's better sci-fi games out there, uh, or it's things do it. But it. It's a bit lackluster. It's a bit. It's a bit vanilla. But yeah, I think I'd have to agree with the fact that we had to actually, you know, constructively well, criticise something podcast, and then someone had to revise a book. Yeah, I'm going with uh, this podcast as well. is the reason why version 2.0 came out. <laughs> so thank you. Um, he should stick to drawing because he's clearly got a fantastic talent for that. Oh. His artwork is amazing. Yes, that's why, why we nominated him for it. And is. this monster manual was fucking great it's too. It's brilliant but... as well, yeah. Okay, so it wins. Well done. Yep. Next category is Best Gaming Soundtrack. And the Nemonos are. <laughs> Stop it. Ravenloft, the unofficial soundtrack from the Synth Bard. The Skyrim, complete soundtrack by Jeremy Soul. And. The Destiny 2 original soundtrack by Michael Salvatore, C. Paul Johnson, Sky Lewin, Rotom Mauve, Peter Schlosser. And the winner is Ravenloft, the unofficial soundtrack by the Synth Bard. Obviously, during this, I listened to all of it. Um, we recently listened to the complete soundtrack of Skyrim at mine in a recent session, and then we did Destiny that's Two in the I, last that's one. That's why I put it on there. Uh, but <laughs> in the middle of sneaky. that, in the middle of all that, I found some quiet time at work, and I listened to the whole album of uh, By the Synth Bard. Yeah. And the thing is, it's got personality, it's got character, and everything in it is just 
nice. You know what I mean? The Skyrim and the Destiny stuff, they're great, but they're made by massive companies. They're huge, massive corporations. They've got amazing sounds. It sounds great. Yeah, but the synth so. bard is a, is a dungeon synth thing. Uh, but the is amount it of... in his room? Yeah, most likely. Well, And yeah, it's it fucking... It's, it's just so tasteful. Yeah. And really well Atmospheric, done. Atmospheric. Yeah, it's really nice. And every single song, every single part of the song, I was just sitting there imagining I could be playing uh, almost any kind of... Uh, of sort of fantasy type game right now yep. and this is fucking perfect and it would work for it yeah. what I liked about this as well is that he, um, he he's done a lot of stuff based on Ravenloft and he did another one that was called like Barovian Movements or some shit like this right <laughs> nice. and it was just a bunch of piano songs that, that, that you can uh, like creepy piano music that you can use while, while you're playing Ravenloft games but this one specifically um, is music to put um, as you go into each room on the original Ravenloft adventure module. Right. And the cool thing is, is it comes with a booklet to make it look like an old adventure. And in the booklet, well, and in the front page is CD1, and in the back page is, is the second CD for the for the albums. And it's got like fucking 48 songs in there. Wow. Because there's so okay. many rooms yeah, in the old, yeah. old thing. And like, it's cool. And then in the book, um, it describes each room. It's got brand new artwork that he commissioned for, for certain rooms. It's got like a nice little cover. Mm-hmm. And each song is just it's it's spectacular. It goes perfectly well. It's got that gothic vibe to Wicked. it. But I played this a lot actually during uh, Solomon Kane because right. that was a time when um, I yeah. So we have listened to it, of course. You have yeah, heard it, yeah, yeah, so yeah, yeah. I, I, that's when I when I bought it. So mm. it's it's a really great soundtrack. And like I said, it's it's one of those one man operations. I don't think something should be omitted from winning simply because uh, it's made by a big corporation. No. Yeah. But I think that's what gives this particular music character and that's Absolutely, why I, yeah. I listen to this all the time and maybe not the Skyrim one a deserved winner yeah yeah. well done well done synth bard mm. also what a name yeah that is a great I name I just imagine like <laughs> yeah. a guy with like a um, fucking like cap with a feather in it and he's and he's just like going, he's just holding a keytar on the keyboard yeah that's wicked well done right so next up and the next category is shittest kickstarter stretch goal and the nominees are 400k Savage Worlds JPEGs by Pinnacle Entertainment Group Incorporated, Flash Gordon Bookmarks by Pinnacle Entertainment Group Incorporated, and 20k Judge Dread RPG Live Stream by EM Publishing. And the winner is oh, a runaway winner, very deserved, is the uh, <laughs> 400 Savage Worlds JPEG things. Yeah. So what is this? Why is this? How much? So it's a stretch goal. How much money? <laughs> just four hundred shy of four hundred thousand. Four hundred thousand dollars. Let's what? let's explain what it is. Okay. So yeah. they got they got they got up to four hundred k. They've been announcing uh, Kickstarter stretch goals left, right, and centre. And let's let's be honest. They've got better. Some of them are pretty good, right? Yeah. Yeah. But this one, they got four hundred k. They started hitting it, and they got onto Facebook, and they were like, "Way! Look where we are! We got four hundred k. Thank you to everyone. Um, we're gonna release uh fucking item cards." Uh, gear cards, vehicle cards, cards for everyone. Sounds amazing. Oh yeah, that sounds good. That sounds so good for your game. JPEGs. JPEGs. Uh, so, yeah. And let me say something. Let me say something to all of you motherfuckers out there. Something cannot be considered a card if it ain't on card. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, this it's a is fucking a, image. So let me say this. <laughs> this is a 400k JPEG. It's not a card. So these are vehicle JPEGs, item JPEGs. Mm-hmm. All right, and that's what it is. If you they, ain't got a printer. Get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> right, exactly. So that's my point, right? For the physical players, right, and there's a lot of us. Yeah, hello. Hello. Hi. <laughs> right. We do exist. 
you, you you're up you're up poopy creek without a paddle and mm-hmm. it's like well just go and print them off what if I don't fucking want to print them off what if I want to get sent the fucking thing and you just <laughs> no, got 400k yeah. you got 400k and you're choosing what to give us jpegs fuck you even if it was printed on flimsy paper I'd prefer that yeah that's exactly. true that's true it's like the amount of money that they got they couldn't just throw it a little extra piece of production for the fucking backers they could have a that budget. are making that stretch goal happen exactly. that could come to life they could have had a budget meeting and they could have been like you know have we got 100 bucks yeah we've got 100 bucks alright let's buy a cheap printer and it's sole purpose is to print it out on the cheapest piece of paper and then we can say we've given them something physical or you know what do something else maybe just put uh, like a cheat sheet page at the back of the book and say right we've got an item cheat sheet at the back of the book now and it's in and the then book. people can print off that page and slam it on the table if they, they want yeah. uh, even that would be better than this because this is this is worse than nothing I mean that it's a chunk it's just used memory on your computer right exactly <laughs> my point it's really good for the fucking beep. I mean it's useless it's useless for physical players I mean yeah you can you can print it off and cut it out but I just think it's a waste it's a waste honestly because for me I'd rather just say yeah, you got this vehicle right on your sheet. I mean, what, what's what's the point in this? What's the point in this? Because it ain't a card that I can hang out, hand out to my players because I could print it on fucking paper. You might as well just write it on your sheet. Oh, what? I know what I could have done. I could have bought five pa- tablets and then installed it onto each one and given you all a tablet each and then you would have had the cards, right? Yeah, I know, but it's going to be like 48, yeah, so cards. you need a stack of 48, 48 tablets. 48 tablets. Oh, oh, yeah, <laughs> anyway, yeah. yeah, Pinnacle, yeah, they always manage to knock it out of the park. And I just want to give an honourable mention to the Flash Gordon bookmarks. I know I mentioned, <laughs> I mentioned them oh before. They Jesus. didn't listen to our last year's one when we went into them on the uh, d- uh, Deadlands bookmarks about do the pe- advertising. Do people actually like these? Do people actually Tell like us. these? Tell us if you like them. Because uh, they Pinnacle have absolutely... James has still James. got his Flash Gordon bookmark. Because <laughs> Pinnacle have absolutely no respect for, for their customers. They they don't. They I think they do when it comes to their main book because they've really listened with that but I, yeah. I feel like when it comes to other stuff they, they treat you like a mug they really do well, and this, a, yeah. this just shows it the thing is right this is why they're also nominated for worst fucking company because their ethos is bullshit the back of this fucking bookmark is an advertisement for the yeah. fucking game that you that already you own by what, getting the fucking what are you bookmark. Advertising? Yeah, it's like uh, buy the game you've already bought. It's the stupidest thing. It is. It's, it's, they could have they could have left that blank on that side and just put notes at the top and it'd be more useful. The back of the Goodman Games good part good marks are fucking yeah, useful uh, as yeah. shit. They're basically have a miniature a character sheet. They should just uh, take a leaf out of their and book they're and laminated at least do so that. you can dry wipe marker them. It's Not great. Not only that, but this is just barely better than paper as well. What this is printed on? It is, isn't it? It's it's physical. It's the cheapest. This is the cheapest like type of paper that they could legally call card, isn't it? Next year it'll be JPEG bookmarks. Yeah, 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 totally. (laughs) That would be what it is. And you know what? I would prefer instead of the advertisement if if it was just Shane Hensley holding a wad of cash. I just fanned out like yeah. all them dollars fanned out with and a big smiling. grin yeah with like a with like a, a prostitute on his lap with cheers above the top yeah. <laughs> oh wow the uh, next category is best dice or dice set and the nominees are hit location dice by Q Workshop DCC Dice by Impact Miniatures for Goodman Games. And last, Custom Nerds International members, D6 Dice. And the winner is Hit Location Dice by Q Workshop. 
Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Yes. I love these yeah, ones. I absolutely love this dice. So this is a D... Jeez, what is this? D12. It's just a big D12. It's a big old D12. But on every side of this big old D12 is an image of a man. Uh, and on each part of this man, depending on what side you roll it on, there is a small explosion to indicate where he has been hit. I, I think these, this is really great because... Um, it just allows the DM at the time just to, you know, if you, you if you take aim for a specific part of someone during thing during the game, then you're going, you know, you would take a penalty unless yeah. you'd like take a turn to to aim for that point. But if you just go to hit them, then it's fucking great because you can just behind the screen, just roll this D12 and then just be like, oh, sweet. This happens. Now I can explain it in a cool way because this has given me the location. It's just like, sweet. Well, you've got them right in the fucking torso exactly. and therefore it's like ripped through and there's guts yep. hanging out and stuff yep. like that. So it just allows, I think, just awesome flow and a bit more randomness. Yeah, it's, it's great nice. because it, it, it's so different because there's 12 spots. It's just, it's just mm. great. You're not always just going to be sit there and go, um, it hits him in the leg. It hits him in the leg. It hits him in the yeah. leg. Because you can do that by accident sometimes. I've yeah. done it before. I normally go for like head, neck, and chest, and I forget about all the other great body parts that can be hit. So it's, oh, it's fantastic. Great body parts. And there's some great body parts it's out there. Some... I will oh, especially... add this one thing. It's a little bit pricey, but I definitely it's think it's worth it. But yeah. it's a big one. But it's a oh, big one, and, and it's absolutely worth it. It's a, it's a large one. What <laughs> were you going to say? I was just going to say, um, I was going to say some of my favourite body parts, but I'll leave that for now. <laughs> we'll, we'll maybe do that as like a bonus content. We'll do that as a bonus. <laughs> but no, if you haven't checked, yeah, so it's, 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 uh, it's definitely worthy of every GM's toolkit, I would say. Um, it's a great dice. Uh, it comes in three colours, which is nice. You can get it in white, black, or blue, I believe. Uh, it's about fiver, and yeah, it's an oversized D12. It's fantastic. Go check it out. Well done, Q Workshop, because some of your dice ain't so good, but this one is good. Savage! And the next category is worst dice or dice set. And the Murnies are Deadlands Reloaded set by Pinnacle Entertainment Group. Digital D6 by I don't know. <laughs> and Chessex Frosted Clear and Black Dice. And the and the winner is is this digital D6. Now, I just need to explain what it is and how it came about into my possession because it was an amazing thought. Um, a dear friend of mine who doesn't live in this country happened across it in a store and thought, oh, James would like this. And so they decided to purchase it for me. And what it is... Get it, it down here. What it is... Guest is appearance. A... <laughs> it's like a, a... It's got... A, it's a plastic frame of a D6 with... A kind of gyroscopic bit in the middle that um, twists and turns and then it has dots on it that will light up randomly to indicate the side of the dice but it just so happens that the 
first and only session that I've used it, and we were playing Savage Worlds. I was using it. James, as... why are you talking like a news reporter? <laughs> because I am. Done it now. So basically, yeah, the, the big the big thing about this dice and the reason it's getting nominated and the reason we're fucking it in the bin <laughs> is because it never fucking rolls sixes ever. And and uh, what happened was I blame this fucking dice for the reason that we died in Savage Fallout because <laughs> we we bloody we, all we needed, right? James was the last one alive, and all we needed was a couple of good rolls for him, and it was like constantly two three four or whatever like really low shit and it was just like the probability on this dice the the computers the wires inside this fucking digital dice are fucked up right because it was just it was constantly just rolling low low numbers and it was so annoying and i was like and we kept on saying like throughout the game we're like james change the dice change the dice he was like no i'm using it for one session i promise luke i would or whatever and we were just like change the dice man and then it was like he's like no it's going to come up as six now it's going to come up as six i've rolled it like 50 times now and it was like two one Three. Dude. And it was just like, what? <laughs> this thing sucked. Yeah. And it was just like, oh no. And so so yeah, and then and then we ended up dying kind of pretty it was. Do you reckon it was as a result of this, James? Um it well it definitely contributed. It's the, yeah, it's the definitely. Death it was a high contributor. Yeah, man. So sad because it's a cool looking thing, but if you want to die, buy one of these. And we don't even know where it came from. No, so you, don't know who made it. it. It came from America someplace. It might come from Helen planet. saw it and bought it for me. So uh, yeah. Digital D6 by Unknown. (laughs) (laughs) And the next category is Best Damn Goblin Game 2018. And the nominations are Saga of the Goblin Horde by Zadmar Games and Richard Wilcock. Saga of the Goblin Horde. And Saga of the Goblin Horde. (laughs) See, I don't want to see anyone kissing goblins. I don't want to see it going into a goblin's lair. Maybe he's marrying a goblin. But the winner is Saga of the Goblin Horde. Yeah. Woo-hoo! Woo-hoo! Yeah! So, yeah, of course it was going to win. It was so always going to win. he's had two awards win. this year. Yeah, he's had two awards. He won an Ennie and he won a 3T award. So the thing about it is... is second year running. Second year running. Mm-hmm. And we won't say we'll dwell too much on this, but this is a game where you play as goblin bosses... Uh, in Savage Worlds and you have your own goblin flunkies or cronies or whatever yeah. you want to call them if you take damage you can put these guys in the way and mm-hmm. and uh, and that's that's the brilliant thing about it and he creates the most whacked out crazy adventures steal an egg steal an egg from a dragon yeah yeah you like, you like the sound of that well <laughs> yeah. play this bloody game then yep. he's got um, holiday themed adventures for Christmas Halloween mm-hmm. all sorts of stuff it is, um, it's so much fun. And the good thing about this, as we said last year, is that you, if you want to um, play a game where you want to let loose, act crazy, do all sorts of stuff, then this is the game for you. It's awesome. And it's all age appropriate. It yeah. is. Because you, you could play a messed up game with your friends where you get drunk and do, do some uh, terrible, terrible weird things. Stuff. Yeah, or you can play it with kids where you're, where you're playing you know, a, a silly fun time game yep. where you just play the, the baddies. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, that's it. So yeah, that's Saga of the Goblin Horde, everyone. It is, it's one of the perfect role-playing games because anyone can play it and have a good time. I'm sure everyone's checked it out, but if you haven't, go check it out. Yeah, it's written for Savage Worlds. He's got loads and loads of extra stuff like countdown decks and loads oh, of adults and shit. stuff. Yep. Um, not only that, but he's created a D- uh, swift d12 system for Absolutely. it as well so it doesn't necessarily have to be running savage world. i think that might be coming soon though yeah. but any, any any case take a look out for it but yeah this is this is an amazing game mm-hmm. truly truly amazing really game is. and 
that's why we all nominated it. Yep, hands down winner. Ain't another g- goblin game that comes close. I mean, that was that was another thing, right? That was another thing that pissed me off about D and D five E. And when we were playing it, right? Yeah. Fucking the the DM, right? Who is a great guy, cracking bloke, amazing DM. He kept on saying to me, he was like, "Oh yeah, once a year, <laughs> a new New Year, we all get pissed and we play goblins in five E. And one of the things you can do is as a goblin, you can actually uh, put other goblins if there's any goblins nearby that are lesser than you you can put them in front of an attack and I'm like hang on a minute hang on a minute did they copy I want to know which one came first because if they copied and second of all I was like oh so this like sort of way slower way worse system can do uh, sort of worse than Savage Worlds so yeah oh yeah that sounds great yeah and I said oh you really like Saga of the Goblin Horde and I sent it to him and he didn't fucking look at it what of course he fucking didn't. Because I ain't fucking got, look at it, Anthony. Got D&D written on it. Look at it, Anthony. Look at it. No, but he actually likes Savage World, so he should okay. look at it. It's, he needs to look at it. It's better, than, it's better than the one he's currently playing. I can guarantee him that, because mm. combat doesn't take five fucking hours. Right, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> well done, Richard, as always. Well done, well done. Uh, okay, and the next category is Industry Rad Dude of the Year. And the nominations are Andy Hopp, Paris Conte, and Eric Lamoureux. And the winner is Paris Conte. Oh, man. Oh, man. He's the man that needs no introduction. No. Except he does. Paris Conte is a man from Australia who does the uh, applied role-playing game program. And this basically is a program that he set up where he uses role-playing games to teach um, adults and children with uh, learning disabilities such as autism and Asperger's and things like this, social skills via the use of role-playing games. Mm-hmm. And uh, I can't really do it justice um, uh, talking about it. So what I'm going to do is there was an episode of the Wild Die podcast, which is another podcast that I'm on. Uh, where we kind of interviewed him and went through how he uses the program to do this and he explains it much better than I ever could because I'm thick and he is a very clever man. <laughs> so I'll put a link in the description to this podcast to go and listen to this uh, listen to this other podcast to go and check out what Paris Conte does because it is utterly incredible and uh, I can't say how much I admire this yeah. bloke. He's um, a modern day saint. Well done Paris. He's yeah. Pretty, yeah, he's fantastic, you, fantastic work. What a guy. What a, what a big heart. What a good guy. Yeah, so uh, look him up, and if there's a way of donating to that, uh, then then do. Um, and if you can't uh, donate, then just share it or something like that. Yeah. Right, and the next category is Best Action Play Podcast. And the nominations are Sound Like Crows, Film Reroll, and The Notorious RPG. And the winner is... Film Reroll! Oh yeah. Oh, so yes. this yes. um this has got a bunch of people in it. I'm just gonna read their names real quick. We got uh Paolo Quiros, we got Peter Strait, John Miller, Jocelyn Vama, Scott Aiello, Andy Hoover. Um so this this podcast is a GURPS podcast where they take films and the good thing about this is the roles determine what happens. So it can it can change what mm-hmm. happens in the films. And they play through famous films. Uh, I believe they've just done Terminator. Am yeah. I right? Jurassic um, Park, Bill and Ted, all of it. Frozen. Frozen, uh, yeah, which that, is actually very good. Well, That's my favourite ep- one. Yeah. The first episode is uh, Back to the Future 2. Back to the Future. It's great. It's brilliant. There's great chemistry. The guys and girls on there are fantastic. 
Oh, they're so funny, and and you know what? Like some of the stuff that happens is crazy. Like in the Bill and Ted one, they he even put in like a system for dialing the different times and stuff <laughs> yeah. like this. Yeah. We did the same with the um, Back to the Future too. Yeah, mm. and uh, he put in uh, what, what? paradox. Yeah, he even built a, a paradox um, a mechanic in it, which was fucking great, and it was it unfolds amazingly. You know, what I enjoy what I enjoy about this is the fact that um, it's almost unabridged. So it's them sitting around the table and then they're just playing through it and stuff. And all the discussions and little giggles that they have is mm-hmm. all included. But I think that's what makes it like awesome because you can, you hear them personalities and them having a laugh about it. It's because homely. the idea yeah. is you know the film. Yeah. It's just funny because they're riffing on it and they're laughing about, oh my God, this is nowhere near the film. That yeah, we, and that's what's that, great. Because yeah. everybody knows, well, you know, most people know popular films. It's, it's funny though, isn't it? Because it's like, usually that's kind of stuff during an actual play. No offence to any actual play makers listening. is fucking unbearable. Like, it goes on for like four hours and you're like... I, I'm just you've just hit record at your game because you think your game is so great <laughs> uh, but the thing about this is it's like this they've made a product that's entertaining yeah. because they're, they're they're actually riffing on the movie mm-hmm. they're talking about it it's half podcast half actual play yeah. and it's so funny like there's a bit during the uh, the Frozen episode where they um where he keeps on making like utterly ridiculous things happen, like somebody using somebody else as a sled and things like this. And, <laughs> yeah. and, and then uh, one of them just keeps on, uh, the GM at the time, he just goes, Disney rules. And then and then one of them's like, you can't just keep saying Disney rules <laughs> and then for anything you want happening. And it's just like, it's like the things like that. It's like, yeah. that's why I say it's half podcast, half um, actual play. Mm-hmm. They've made something entertaining. They get they come up with a decent idea. They didn't just go, our games are great. Let's just fucking stick a microphone in the room because anyone would listen to no, that no. never works. It's no. never worked in the history of actual plays ever. So don't do that. This is the poster <laughs> child of why this works. Why yeah. a, a, having a format works. And yeah. they, they've done it. And they have just stuck a microphone on, almost unabridged it, and it's still fucking mm. great to listen to. That's the thing, why it's good. I, th- mm-hmm. I also love the fact that, just like I said, that he built the paradox um, mechanic into it. You know, effort goes into it. Oh, yeah. You know, he, he, but the flow is fantastic. Like it gets written into it that that means right now I can cater for any eventuality, mm-hmm. and they just make sure that that works because then it just means that it's gonna work in GURPS. It's gonna you can just suddenly just go to fuck on it, and then it's just like <laughs> sweet. Well, it's gonna it's gonna be yeah. okay ish. Did you listen to the Friday the Thirteenth one? I've not, not heard yet, that one no, yet. Not yeah, yet. that that one was really awesome because he he um di- he didn't tell them that it was Friday the Thirteenth. He just told them that it's one where they're gonna play teenagers and that's oh, it. Right. And, they, and so they didn't know that they were about to be murdered. What's up, bitch? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So yeah, that was awesome. Go um, check it out. It's a very good podcast. Yeah, it's well good, man. Mm-hmm. Really, really good. So everyone, check that one out. Yep. And now. For the most prestigious and amazing award of the year. The one award that we give to the most prestigious and amazing award of the, the year. The highest accolade. The Industry Cunt of the Year Award. 2018. The nominees are Sean Patrick Fannin. Sean Patrick Fannin. And Sean Patrick Fannin. And the winner is... Sean Patrick Fannin. This guy, he really, really deserves this one this year. I mean, let's rewind back to May, right? 
EN World puts out an article accusing Sean Patrick Fannin of going around cons and doing some pretty heinous stuff, right? So he's going, apparently, apparently, according to the article, supposedly, he's allegedly. going, allegedly, he's going up to women, stroking their hair and going, <clears throat> imagine that. If you've seen a picture of Sean Patrick Fannin, imagine that fucking grease ball coming up to you, <laughs> fucking stroking your hair and going, <clears throat> And he's apparently going into a restaurant afterwards, looking down some girl's top and going, Oh, I like the view from up here. <clears throat> Stroking her hair without her permission, right? Then he sends sex pictures. He sends pictures of himself having sex with his wife. And let me tell you, that that's not something that nobody wants to see. You don't want unsolicited pictures of people having sex sent to you. And uh, he does that. He's apparently, allegedly, allegedly, sen- allegedly, allegedly. sending them out, right, to, to, to people. And it ain't just one person that comes forward. <laughs> oh, no, it ain't just one person. And, uh, and and this this all happens. And let's rewind even further. Apparently, he tells somebody at a con that he wants them to die simply because they had a disagreement. He also tells somebody else that that, that he's going to make sure they never work in this industry again. Like he's some sort of 1920s, 1930s fucking filmmaker. <laughs> what the fuck is wrong with you? We're bouncing out of this town. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. And uh, anyway, so... The accusations, right? Look, look. I mean, a lot of people have said not to speak about this because who can you believe? Well, I'll tell you who I believe. Fast forward a couple of months later, and here we go. Sean Patrick Fan admits the whole fucking thing. So I believe him. <laughs> That's who I believe. He admits the whole thing. But what does he say? He says, look, I'm deeply sorry for my actions. I've created uh, uh, spaces in which people feel uncomfortable, and I'm very sorry about that. But you lot are bullying me, and you're being mean, and you shouldn't do that. And and, and it's like, so you're sorry, but you're only really sorry that you got caught and that people are being uh, hurting your feelings. So, you, I mean, you're an arsehole. That's a big yeah. sorry, not sorry, isn't it? Exactly. Yeah. Sorry, not sorry. Then he makes another video saying, look, a lot of people are challenging hate energy towards me, and we should talk... We should channel that towards the real issue, and it's like, and and that the real issue, the real issue, the real issue is that women, women are being harassed, and it's like, well, by you, by you, <laughs> <laughs> you, you asshole, you admitted you done it, you are the real issue, you admitted you did it, you are the real issue. If people are challenging, are ch- channeling their upsetness towards you. Well, Look, can you blame them? <laughs> yeah, exactly. And not only this, not only this, but the reason people are upset—they're not bullying you. They're not—they're not, they're not uh, unjustified in, in in being upset. You were people's hero, okay? Uh, uh, for better or worse, I don't know why, but people looked up to you, Sean. And people were—and I know you're listening because one of your little sad cronies is going to point them towards this podcast. And the fact of the matter is, is that people were upset because they liked your writing. But the point about it is, is that people liked what you did, and and they were they were upset that someone that they liked. Uh, did something horrible and they were upset about that and you should just understand that and understand where they're coming from and instead what you did is you lashed out back at them and said stop bullying me stop bullying me you channel the hate towards that and then you still claim that you were part of the SJW SJW movement and how can you do that when you are the enemy you are the specific enemy you are the thing that they tried to fight and so to all the good people that's kind of, that are part of the SJW movement, this guy is not on your side. He specifically isn't. And I'm really sorry for getting political, but this person is not... He's He can barely be considered a person because he's not sorry for anything he did and he doesn't care about the same things you care about. The only reason he wants to be in a position of power and be at the top of that pedestal is because it benefits his career to have followers. That's it. Couldn't have said it better myself. <laughs> and, that's the, and that's the rant. Winner! And that's why he wins. 
So well done. <laughs> and that's it for the awards. What a great ceremony. Uh, yeah, so well done to all the winners and losers this time. Um, it's Pop bit... the bubbly. Pop the... it's been an amazing ceremony this year i've really really enjoyed it and i want to say a big um congratulations to free league runaway winners this time how many did they win 50 60 oh god knows about 70 80 can't even tell at this point there's so many awards on the floor here it's (laughs) It's an absolute mess here we go but we bet gets in the future you will be able to send a letter from anywhere on the planet. This is the future. This is the Electro Letter. So uh, this is Electro Letters, where we read your mail from around the world. And this time we ask you for your best and worst gaming memories of the year. And first off, we'll start off with Daniel Irwin. He comes in, he says, his best memory was Savage Con. Which was a, uh, a con that we organised. Yeah. All about Savage Worlds. Mm-hmm. So we're not completely down on Pinnacle. We do like what they do. We do like their games. But anyway, he says, in particular, listening to Richard Walcock's interlude from Punted in the Bonds, which is a Cockney role, well, Cockney adventure that I made. And he says, about losing his trousers, then going into a nightclub in his underwear. <laughs> Plus, Nick Lamley and his characters being off the wall. Oh, so well that done, was Nick. his best gaming, best one this, this year. And um, I, I, I seem to recall in that game, you guys, uh, the characters were in the pub playing darts and somebody failed so miserably that a dart went out the window and hit somebody. <laughs> you killed someone outside. <laughs> you yeah. also killed, killed, like, uh, killed somebody and then uh, put the dead body into a kebab van or something like oh, this. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. We sold the, uh, the, body, uh, we sold the dead bodies as Bad meat. It was great. <laughs> <laughs> it was terrible, but it was fantastic. And he says his worst memory is not being able to play more. And then he, he does a reference to our uh, actual play series, Raven Lord. Oh, yeah. Because <laughs> obviously um, our patrons can become characters in that series. And his his character in that series told a terrible, terrible joke terrible about joke. a clown and a little girl going into the woods. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> Nice one. Well done. Okay, so the next one in is from John Steve, and, and he says his best memory is MaceCon. DM Scotty's ICRPG, Ron McClung's Savage Worlds Flash Gordon. So well, it's obviously some uh, games he played. But yeah, but that's going to mean nobody, nothing to anybody. So <laughs> thanks for that. It's, it's good John. shout-outs, I suppose. Yeah, eh? yeah, yeah. So, so thanks for that, John Steve. For I those good game. Yeah, I hope they were good. I mean, <laughs> what the fuck can we do with that? I mean, really, really, John. <laughs> and John's worst memory is unable to get a Marvel Avengers one shot off the ground three times oh wow M- must have been really heavy yeah, no, probably... <laughs> ah, very good well yeah. 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 thank you John and Eric Lamoureux comes and he said best con on the cob and that was in a, a, a convention that we attended this year James yeah. oh, yes, we got yes, to meet yes, Eric yes. Lamoureux in the flesh is he as goodly as he uh, seems? No. Man, he's not. <laughs> no. Nah, he's, he's all right. He's okay. Um, and he says, <laughs> and no, no, Saga of the Goblin Horde winning an Any Award. Oh, yes. yes. So, it, as we mentioned earlier, it got nominated, and then finally Pinnacle decided to post it after everyone uh, haranguing him. Finally acknowledged it, yeah. And it won, what was it, best free game? Best free game, best mate. Best free yeah. game. It got a Silver Any Award for yeah. that, So and that was fucking amazing. Very yeah, well I was so chuffed when mm-hmm. that happened. Me too. We was made up for him, weren't we? Um, and worst was his Mutant Year Zero campaign. <laughs> he said it was shit. <laughs> yeah. he, he really didn't like that. He, he hated the system. Uh, we actually won best system for us, so well, I yeah. couldn't, couldn't disagree more, Eric. It's, I mean, uh, the well, no, he said it was a campaign that he ran. Yeah, so maybe it was his. Just his campaign was shit. 
Oh, now, no, no, I mean, it's, he, it's he's, the Mutant game, the first game, so I don't know, not really touched on that too much. We've played Gen Lab and obviously the He others, said that, but... like, getting your sort of, uh, like, I forget what you call it, but you know you have your, like, hub in, yeah. in Mutant Year Zero. Oh, yeah, it's your arc. Your arc, and you build it up mm-hmm. and all of that. He said, he said it was great, and the system worked well for like doing stuff but as soon as you try to go outside of of doing the normal stuff that the game allows you to do it falls apart yeah but i don't know about that because we've done some quite unorthodox stuff in the game so far and we we're really enjoying it so i guess it's just it wasn't to his taste but no, i fucking yeah. love it i mean so. we're, we're we're i mean we're well off we're well off the uh the beaten track of the book at the moment but then i needed to add some of my own bits and the next one comes in from door from Tore b peterson and his best memory was wrapping up the ongoing story arc in their Ripper's Resurrected campaign in a satisfactory manner. I like that his best best one was just a satisfactory manner. Yeah, I like that. It, yeah. it was his normal stuff. It's like, yeah, it, it, normally it's horrible. <laughs> but, yeah. So unsatisfactory. At the end of the rips. campaign, everyone just went, that was satisfactory. And, and then, then, then just nodded and left. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and right. he, he says that his worst memory was starting up a new sci-fi campaign and realising how badly and sloppily the setting is written and how much extra work he has to do to make it work. Just a, Was that last parsec? <laughs> yeah. oh, de- that was definitely <laughs> last parsec. blow. No. Yeah. He bought that and was like, I need to do a lot of work to this. <laughs> yeah, to make it better. <laughs> Bless you. And then Tony Asmodeus Fanning comes in. He says, best con on the cob. I couldn't agree more. See, we went to that, right? And yeah. uh, obviously, we nominated uh, Andy Hop for Rad Dude of the Year. Yeah. And uh, I, I, that con is so so well organised. We the, we did a whole a whole podcast on it. Go and listen to that because it's it's a fucking great con. And he said his worst one was Pathfinder Playtest. It's a hot mess that you actually <laughs> get to pay to experience <laughs> if you fall for it. Thankfully, I did not. Well, so, we did. Well, we did fall for it, but the thing is, I got it as a birthday gift from my mum, and I actually liked the look of it. I haven't played it yet, but the thing is, is that it's got a couple of the changes from Starfinder in there. It's got a few new things that I quite like the look of. There was and a Pathfinder's few... quite close to your heart, you two. Yeah, it, it yeah. is, but I've I've gone off the original edition a fuckload. Mm. Um, it's just rules for everything, you yeah. know. And, and you know, nowadays we prefer the rulings, not rules type mm-hmm. of of D twenty games. So. Yep. Yeah, we'll see, man. We'll try to experience it. But yeah, I've heard a lot of people doing like it, man. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> it kind of made me upset knowing this because, yeah, like I said, it's so close to my heart. And I was just like, oh, man. You know, funny thing is, is that uh, Dan Cook, he comes in with the best one to wrap everyone's emails up. Oh, yes. Oh, here we go. Dan Cook says, the best memory of the year, discovering the tabletop twats. Hey, Thank you so much, that's mate. That's so funny. nice of you. A worst memory of the year, having to actually listen to the twats. Oh, <laughs> oh right. Oh, okay. You know what, Dan? You know what, Dan? Sometimes you just you just hurt my feelings. My heart is shattered, Dan. Dan, oh, you bring us up and then you knock us down. You so expertly. Why, Dan? <laughs> Why, Dan? No. Dan, Dan, no! Did I hold you enough as a child? So, guys, <laughs> <laughs> what is your son? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, um, uh, what what were your best and worst memories of this year? Oh, uh, for me, I've got to say, Con and the Cobb was a highlight. Savage Con happened this year too. Mm. I can't, I can't believe how much has happened this year. The Christmas yeah. party was fucking amazing. Mm-hmm. We had Pete meet this year, didn't Pete we? Pete meet, yeah. yeah. 
Uh, Mine personally was running a game at a convention that was actually liked, which was a massive deal for me. I had so much liked, fun. Loved. Uh, yeah, I know. Uh, it was like, you know, just being part of it and all helping to organise it was fantastic and so much fun to do. And to actually run something for people and then appreciate it, it was, yeah, for me, stand out. It was absolutely brilliant. And probably my worst experience was probably Chimney Gate. <laughs> Chimney Gate. <laughs> the, the awkwardness at my table was pal- palliable. Yeah, I mean that was crazy. Palpable. But it was it was really funny and uh, I I have to say that's going to go down in history as one of the funniest <laughs> moments ever. It was so funny and and the way Ryan he he got mad and then instantly realized how silly he was being and we went back we went back to the game. And he was quite clearly trying to wind us up. Anyway, <laughs> the fact is it's Savage gone uh, and and Connor the Cobb. It's it, what I found quite amazing about both of those things is I got to meet some of my heroes and mm. I would never ever say this to their faces. But Richard Wilcock is is literally a game design hero of mine. Mm-hmm. I absolutely love what he does. And the fact I got to meet him and I forgot to bring my fucking book for him to sign. Oh. But that that really was a milestone for me. I got to meet yeah. Eric Lamoureux, another yeah. hero of mine. Mm-hmm. That was just it was something else. And and uh, yeah, it was it was utterly amazing. Worst memory for me? It's the Grandma World game that I played. <laughs> oh, I mean, no way! I can't. That was the worst game I have ever played. It's like a in dirty my life. taste in your mouth. It's, you can't it's, get out. Oh uh, no! Exactly. The fact that somebody showed me an anus <laughs> on his phone during the game. Spent like, ages trying to find it. Connect to the fucking like, Wi-Fi to get it. It's like, is it this important? Is it this important in our head? And then he brings it out and it's like, no, it fucking isn't. Because <laughs> the wi- the hotel Wi-Fi was so so difficult to connect to at times. And, yeah. he, and he was like, is this really that important? And he's like, you're down in the bells with the cave, man. And, and then he's like, this is what it looks like. And you're like, oh, Oh right! Oh, I see. We laughed um, just out of. It was like uh, <laughs> it was like nervous. It was like oh shit. <laughs> yeah, man, that was horrible. James, what about you, man? Best memory of the year? So my best of the year is a byproduct of con, con on the cob, and that was meeting all the nerds. Right, you guys are awesome. You're amazing. I fucking got so much love for you guys, and you're just like the best so the yeah best. it's all the people that are on the same network as us so yeah big shout out to mm-hmm. the rpg brewery to finding the narrative podcast Fox to the barbarian yeah imaginary ramblings all of those guys great podcasts go and listen to them not as good as this one uh, let's be honest but <laughs> hey. they, they do the job shots yeah. fired if you want <laughs> <laughs> come at me bro um and my worst grandma world that fucking shit game piece of cunt well, um, I'm so glad way. I dodged that game like a fucking bullet. You dodged the whole convention. It's it, yeah, true. <laughs> Honestly, I'm coming next year. If I'm being honest, it was a great memory, but yeah, bloody hell, it was so bad. Um, <laughs> so yeah, that's it. It's been a it's been a whirlwind of a year. Absolutely great. And uh, with that, we're going to go on to our outro. Yes. Award winning. Award winning. Yeah, we gave ourselves. We had one left over uh, on the table back there, so we're going to give ourselves an award as well. So that's twice winning now. Yep. The outro. Mm-hmm. Yep. time for the outro i'm not going to give any contact info i'll just put that all in the description because this time 
I just want to say a big thank you to uh, quite a few people here. So first of all, I want to say thanks to the DCC community for being amazing, for showing support to our actual plays. Uh, that's the Foreign Beggars and Raven Lord. Mm -hmm. uh, those wouldn't be quite as supported as they are if it wasn't for you guys. Mm -hmm. uh, you are absolutely amazing. Mm -hmm. uh, next up, I want to thank the Wild Die Podcast mm -hmm. for um, for having me on as a permanent host and for being uh, really supportive and just for being amazing it's great to talk about savage worlds every week because uh, uh every other week i should say because i love doing that yeah a couple of specific shout outs i just wanted to thank uh, uh, these are two guests that have been on the show owen lean awesome dude mm -hmm. peter beckett sean hunt ryan field you guys were really really awesome to have yep. on thank you and last of all let's talk about the patrons mm. you guys uh work hard to earn your money and uh deem it uh, our show important enough in your lives to donate money to and that means so so much to yeah, us it it's, it's great I mean we don't know why you come to that conclusion but <laughs> we, it, we really do pity. appreciate it's it it's pity isn't it it is actually yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you for, for the whatever pity. reason mm -hmm. it, you, we, you have no idea how much it means it really to us does, it yeah. really really is special mm -hmm. and uh whether it's pity, whether it's mental illness, we don't. It doesn't matter. Um, yeah, we don't judge. We don't no. judge. And no. uh, we've received some uh, a, a few donations from people. And whether you've donated for a small amount of time or you've continued to donate, then yeah, thank you for donations. You're all, you're, we're all so grateful and thankful for every single last one of you, past and present. Yeah, and you're part of this. You're part of this family now. Yeah, you and, and you can't escape. No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll find you. Uh, we'll find you. We'll get you. We'll get you. We'll get you. <laughs> and a little reminder that obviously we always recycle the patron money. It always goes straight back into a podcast. This, this is non-profit. We just love doing this. Yeah, it's absolutely. Fun. And I'd like to say one final huge thank you to Justin Set Imagined Nation for giving me the amazing opportunity to get involved with you guys and actually um, help uh, write something with Harrison. For me, unbelievably amazing opportunity and I'm so, so grateful for that. And so, to play out the show, I've made a little song thanking all the patrons for the cash. Yes, thank you. <laughs> the, thank you for the money. Right, let me just... Uh, did I park my Ferrari out the front or the back? I can't remember. I don't know. Is it next to my Porsche? Yes, it is. Yeah, actually. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> thanks for the dough. Thanks for the dough. Thanks for the dough. We love you, yo. Not in that way, just like a bro. So thanks for the dough. Thanks for the dough. Thanks for the dough. We love you, yo. Without that shit, there'd be no show. Aerial Badger release. Apollo, Hogan, Carson, Carroll, Conrad, Erasmus, Neubert, Daniel Irwin, Daryl, Cartier, Dominic Bowers, Mason, Douglas, Sondheim, Eric Jones, Frank, Turfler Jr., Jake, James, Bonnard, Jason, Abden, Jason, Colley, Jason, Duncan, Jay, Raz, Justin, Kays, Keith, Nelson, Luke, Enyard, Michael, Woosley, Manuel, Sams, fucking good names. Thanks for the dough, thanks for the dough, thanks for the dough, we love you, yo, not in that way, just like a bro, so thanks for the dough, thanks for the dough. Thanks for the dough, we love you, yo Without that shit, there'd be no show Marzio Muscadere Matthew Imaginary Truth Jones Man Those are some long names Morgan Ellis, Murder Herbal Show Owen Lee and Peter Beckett Your mongrel Ryan Reeves Sean Richard, Stumpy, Terry Hansen Digital Dungeon Master Tim White, Eric Lamaru, Todd Chambery, Tony Fanning Trevor Hurst, Zachary Jenkins Thanks for the dough, thanks for the dough Thanks for the dough, we love you yo Not in that way, just like a bro So thanks for the dough, thanks for the dough Thanks for the dough, we love you yo Without that shit there'd be no show Fuck, I fucking forgot Zovier Last last name on the fucking list because it begins with a Z, so it's like it was all in alphabetical order.
if you couldn't tell. Because, but anyway, it doesn't matter. Thanks, thanks everyone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> very good. Thank you so much, everybody. Have a fantastic Christmas. Oh, <laughs> Have a fantastic you fucked up the ending. Oh my god. Well, that's it. Bye. 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 <laughs> <laughs> Jingle wanks. <laughs>